last time you guys managed to find a new supervillain who completely perplexed Switch about what's going on with their whole deal. Stole my gimmick, you cheating bitch. <laughs> Stole everyone's gimmick. Yeah. Stole my favorite trick. And it has... I, I miscalculated when the campaign was going to start instead of early November. It's supposed to be it was supposed to be mid-November, but that's not really going to change much. Uh, and so this downtime encompasses everything from basically mid-November to New Year's. Because I'm trying yeah, to keep right. up. I'm trying to keep up with the uh, with actual real time when these are being uploaded and this is going to be uploaded like new year's eve something like that um but it is a downtime so who wants to go first you know i so rarely go first i'll take it I'll okay fall sword today okay uh do you want to do your thing or do you want to do my thing what do you got for me colin okay so Robin, Robin Steiner, one day you are just, I guess, hanging, like, doing stuff at the base, and you get a text... At home, at the home that I live in. Yeah, at at the home you live in, but it's also known as the base. Um, And you get a text from Loveless. Yes, home base. Uh, You get a text from Loveless that says, you know what we haven't done in a while? Just hung out. Okay, it, it doesn't come through on radio, but I, like, very slowly tilted my head about 45 degrees. Like, huh. <laughs> Not what I was expecting, but she, okay. She considers you your little sibling as much as you consider her your big sister. And occasionally, every once in a while, you do want to hang out with your siblings. You don't want it to just be a completely working relationship. That's sad. That's very sad. So, yeah, she just, she wants to hang out today. Okay, sure, I'm down. And, uh, so, what I have planned for you is I'm sort of half-putting on you. Um, I do have a few things that Loveless wants to do, but this is not going to be a complete... Loveless is just going to do what she wants you to, uh, wants you to do. It's gonna be, like... You do a thing, and then she does a thing, and then you do a thing, and et cetera, et cetera. So, um, if you want to do a thing first, that is fine. Otherwise, no. I... Okay. 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 So you do not want this to be a completely loveless uh, relationship. <laughs> Fuck off, Bobbin. <laughs> I don't get it. Please explain. <laughs> well, you see... So when you arrive at uh, at Loveless's base of operations, the first thing she says is, uh, "You know what? Uh, I I've always wanted to do something just really stupid and dumb in New Hollywood. Let's go watch them record. I don't know any game show. What game shows do they? The Wheel of Fortune. Let's go watch. No, not Wheel of Fortune. Um." What? Jeopardy? No. Price is right. The Price is right. Let's just go fucking watch The Price is right. 
live. Okay. That'll be a time and a half. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, so. Colin. Yeah. I need you to tell me. Mm-hmm. I want a serious answer. Yeah. Who was hosting the Price is Right in this universe? Drew Carey. Incorrect. <laughs> no, it's Drew Try Carey. Because no, Drew Carey has a really fucking good hosting face, and he genuinely enjoys it when people win. And I like Drew Carey as a host in The Price is Right. Fuck off! It's still Drew Carey. Super Drew Carey. <laughs> Why? Drew Who was? Everybody's like blue, blue Carey. He had a stint as a superhero back in his teens and early 20s as Inflatable Man, but those days are behind him. <laughs> All right, yeah. So, New Hollywood is located on Grand Island, which is a real island, but I don't think it's as populated as I've made it out to be in this universe. Um, it's like, I'm not sure if it's technically still Lake Erie or not, but it's like right off of Lake Erie if it isn't. And. Uh, Grand Island is home to New Hollywood. There's an, there's the big New Hollywood sign there. Uh, and it's New Hollywood basically took over for Hollywood when it disappeared off the map due to shenanigans. Due to me and my family blowing it into another dimension. Yes. Shenanigans. What do you say? Yeah. Like I said, shenanigans. Uh, so a lot of a lot of the stuff just sort of migrated over there. New Hollywood was starting up when that happened, but it just really blew up after the LA incident. And luckily Drew Carey was out of town when that happened. So uh he managed to <laughs> he managed to continue to host the price is right. Drew Carey um, lives in, now, lives now, in Cleveland. <laughs> I've seen TV. Now, question. <laughs> question. Yes. Uh, how so? LA was gone for like two years max. Yeah. And it's been five years and change since it was returned. Okay. So, wh- what's the movie making ecosystem look like? Dueling Hollywoods. Dueling Hollywoods! <laughs> Honestly, a little bit, yeah. New Hollywood is still, a, like, a little bit ahead, but that's most be- that's mostly because people are still a little gun-shy about moving back to L.A. It's getting there. It's, it's stayed around a while, so people aren't, like... It's not like a ghost town, but it, 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 it is the situation of, okay, well, it was blasted into another dimension once before, What's to stop it from happening again? Okay, okay, Colin, but this is Halcyon City we're talking about. You're telling me Halcyon doesn't get that treatment on the regular? Remember when everything turned into meat? <laughs> yeah, but, but here's the, the thing. What the LA gets destroyed twice? It's Pretty normal good. for Halcyon. Halcyon is just, that's like Tuesday. LA, that never happened before and hopefully will never happen again. But at the same time, people are like, eh? But I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> there was a minor economic boom when LA reappeared as they were able to sell like like, like some sodas that went out of, out of stock, you know? <laughs> like Surge. They had some Surge. 
They had some uh, they had some ecto cooler left over from the twenty sixteen like resurgence. Chips, some chips flavors that were discontinued. <laughs> In and out burgers got a resurgence. Yeah. But yes, uh, New Hollywood is still very temporarily on top, but the wind is definitely swaying back in original Hollywood's favor. Uh, it, it's New Hollywood will probably not be on top within another six to eight months. New Hollywood has a nicer sign, though. New Hollywood does have a nicer sign. I'm thinking of it as sort of like the third tent pole, along with uh, L.A. and New York in terms of American entertainment. Yeah. All right. But yeah, uh, you guys go to the Price is Right. Um, I th- I'm pretty sure tickets are supposed to be free for the Price is Right. So the oh, question: yeah. most of these shows are free audiences. Uh, audience gets in for free because they just want them there for the reactions. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's like you're there for like most of the day. Yeah. Uh, so the question is, how hard do you want to try and uh, try and become a contestant? Because I do know for a fact that the Price is Right takes like the more the most enthusiastic people. So uh, to to become contestants, they just pull from a random stock. Well, if it's dependent on like displayed enthusiasm it's kind of robin doesn't really get riled by things it's it's uncommon for robin to like really get hooting and hollering about anything okay so so you're you're just there to sit down and watch people like win cars that they will lose because they can't afford the tax to yeah okay hey, yo. All right, yeah. So that's that's it then. Uh, Loveless has a good time just shouting out numbers every once in a while. Uh, she also does not try to get super like on camera too much um, because getting on camera too much is kind of antithetical to her whole stay in the shadows thing. She does occasionally like just point up fingers like with numbers that she thinks is going is going to be the correct one but aside from that uh now y'all just have a good time killing like i don't know a good chunk okay. of the day at uh at a recording of the price is right okay but but does she fuck with anything I don't oh, know. Oh, I, I don't oh, think oh, I've oh. ever seen a single episode of The Price is Right, so I don't know how much of it is actually luck-based. Oh, it's almost all entirely luck-based. Unless you've done some, like, hardcore studying of, like, grocery store price stuff or, like, car shopping, it is almost all entirely luck-based. You know what? Just because uh, she thinks it's funny to have so many people, like... She, she she manipulates the stuff for the cash prizes because you really fuck with the wheel. Uh yeah yeah she like three people get like the doll like the double dollar no nope. yeah the double dollar thing um but she only fucks with the cash prizes one because the cash prizes is the easiest to pay the taxes on she does not fuck with car stuff to make people 
to make people win because again it's it's a thing where if you win a car you have to list that on your taxes and if you can't afford it you still lose it so she doesn't try to manipulate that one too much um but she does fuck with the wheel uh one guy gets a record amount of cash on plinko that day um all sorts of things I elbow her a little bit every time I notice her doing it and not in a not in a cut it out kind of way in a I saw that kind of way <laughs> and sh- and she shrugs and then she immediately starts doing it again she just wants people to win cash that's all money is well objectively money is bad but money is good yes all right so uh, after that's done, what do you want to do? This is, it's, it's your turn to choose an activity. Okay, okay, so it's, it's been actual years, and I've just, like, you know, I forget about it, and then when I remember it, I'm in the middle of something, and by the time I'm done with it, I've forgotten again, but I want to go try archery. Hey, yeah, uh, so there's definitely a couple places in, uh, Chiktogawa and Orchard Park that, like, do archery lessons. Um, Orchard Park has some real nice, like, outdoor ones, so, um, and it's a, actually, no, it is starting to get really cold, so you might not want to do that unless, like, you doing archery in the cold is a thing you would enjoy to do uh but we can put clothes on this is true um you only really need the tips of one hand you only need the tips of fingers on one hand to be free everything else can be as bundled as you like (laughs) okay all right so is do you want to see how much better you do at this than Loveless, because I'm going to tell you right now, she does not have any points in shoot. Oh, I mean, I feel like this skill narratively wouldn't actually translate. Because, like, I, I, I know I've literally renamed shoot, but yeah, Robin has never held a bow in their life. So, so you want to both roll sh- uh, shoot and see how you do? Yeah, I'll just roll it twice because we're effectively equivalent. Okay, and she oh, promises she will not use her first. luck powers to to fucking beat you. The fuck. Oh, oh, okay. You're you're just rolling swap and subtracting four, I guess. No, I'm just I'm rolling the same skill for both of us. Oh, oh, okay. All right, so you rolled for her. Okay, got it. Yes. Okay, uh, so, yeah, you both... We are both exactly the same. You're both exactly the same. Honestly, if the only way she would be able to, uh, to manipulate things is to make your shots better, because all of her shots were completely neutral. So, yeah, <sighs> you both do equally bad, because those are both technically zeros, so none of you have hit any targets, but you have fun. Like, there's, there's, yeah. there's no reason to, like not have fun even though you can't hit anything worth a shit you don't have to be perfect on your first try to have fun with it 
Exactly. We're not we're not hitting fucking bullseyes here, but we're getting on the paper. We're not rolling negatives or anything. Right. It's, it's like bowling. Yeah. Yeah. We're not throwing gutters, but we're not throwing strikes either. You'll occasionally get a spare, but the metaphor is sort of crumbled apart at that point. All right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know what? Speaking of bundling up and going uh, to do archery in Orchard Park, the next thing she wants to do is actually very close. Uh, Orchard Park definitely has a bunch of parks, and those parks all have... Well, not all of them, but a bunch of them have lakes and it is the time of year where the water has gotten where the weather has gotten cold enough for the lakes to freeze over thick enough for you uh people to go ice skating on so she goes and she goes with you she grabs a couple of pairs of ice skates and she puts it on and she just wobbles out there she's very clearly not great at uh at ice skating and in fact you can tell that the only reason she probably did not fall down on her ass immediately is because she's using her luck powers to manipulate it so that way she just doesn't fall hmm no you can tell she enjoys doing this but also at Uh, the same time well so here's the thing here's the thing do I get the feeling she would be enjoying it more if she was more skillful you know what for that Roll me empathy. Ah, that thing that I have no. I, I thought you. In. I thought you moved it up to one, or was it something no, else? No, I took up to one. I took physique. Oh, okay. Minus minus one. one. Um, with a straight up failure, you're not sure one way or another. Like, it, it, she, she could potentially enjoy it more if she was more skillful, but also you are like just as equally uh unsure that if she were to suddenly get more skillful that like the fun of trying to learn it would be taken out and you know oh fine i guess i will stop just trying to intuit people's wishes and actually go use my words like a person (laughs) what fucked up you know that thing I'm trying to be better about. <laughs> so I'll wobble on out there as well. I've got good balance just naturally because I'm the fucking cat burglar. Right. So I'm probably a little bit better off than this shut-in computer nerd. Right. What's your athletics? Because <laughs> I think it's athletics that would determine one. That. One, yeah, yeah, you'd be all right at it. But I will just ask her after we've had a, a few minutes. You know, I'll give her the thrill of the first time. I won't deny her that. But after that, I will ask her. Hey, do you um, do you want to get? Do you want to be better at this? Like just for a few minutes. Just it's a little bit. Just just a tiny bit. Not not too much. Not athletic levels, but like a little bit. So that way I can just like sort of do a couple laps. That'd be that'd be nice. Yeah. I will find somebody in the room who looks like, you know, this isn't their 50th time. It's, it's maybe their fifth, maybe 10th yeah. at the most time yeah. out here on the rink. And I will swap ice skating skill 
<laughs> ice skating skill level. Ice skating expertise between that person and Loveless. It's a downtime. I'm not going to make you spend a fucking fate point for it. It's You're using it in such a frivolous way that I This just... also isn't a fucking superpower. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just fucking... Oh, that's right, because, yeah, I did spe specify superpowers. Yes. Um, yeah, so you swap it. Uh, all of a sudden, that guy gets much worse and starts falling over, and then you see, like, Loveless, like, concentrate a little bit, and he doesn't, and, you know, she figures it's only fair that, uh, that she use her powers to keep the guy from falling over as she steals his ability to skate around a little bit, and she, she does fairly well. She, uh, she goes around and, uh, and skates for a little bit, and she has, she has a nice, big, goofy smile by the end, and, uh, and she says, "If you can end it early, I'm I'm good now." It was it like she only she only did it for like five minutes, but she was having she was having a good time. Well, I'm not just gonna snatch it away from her when she's mid stride or anything. Oh no, no, she, she would her come to a full stop. She, she would she would come to a stop after and say and then say that yeah I'm done. You give it back to him. Okay, I do. All right, and the guy looks very confused as to why he suddenly regressed like to the beginning of last year when he started doing this uh, for a couple minutes there, but uh, he strings it to like just weird luck stuff. And I mean, technically that's true. You know, you know, I would have picked a dude who's alone just so I'm not like ruin more, ruining more than one person's day. I'll yeah. fucking skate over to the guy and pass him five bucks. Just be like, hey, thanks. And I'll skate off again. And then he looks even more confused because he has no idea what the fuck, wh why are you giving him five dollars? <laughs> but then he pockets it like he's not going to question it. All right. Uh, and then at this point, be between uh, the the things that you guys have been doing, is getting pretty late. So, uh, what's the last activity you guys do? Food. Food. Where do you go for food? Um. You can literally make up anything, or you can just choose melts melts. Let's find a fucking food truck. Food truck. Yes. Okay. Um. What like. Tell me, what do they serve? Like, what what kind of food truck are you getting? Um, well, what's some good cold weather food that would be served in a food truck? Do you think they would do like kebabs in a food truck? That that kind of thing has to exist. Depends on what kind of kebab. I mean, the 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 kind where they actually like shave it off of the spinny chunk of meat. Donor kebabs. Absolutely, they do shit, that shit out of a food truck. They do that yeah. shit in like parts in England. And even if they didn't, uh, even if they didn't, this is a bullshit future where the technology is so advanced that you have a collection of nanites who are an AI as one of your friends. So that could exist even if in this world, even if it didn't in our world. So it's, yes, it didn't <laughs> used to exist, but uh, now it's using Penny's anti-gravity technology to <laughs> keep the kebab upright while the truck is driving. 
You know they do the cooking or the driving and never both at once, right? They use that Luck. same technology in porn. <laughs> For mostly the same purpose. But yeah, she uh, she sits down with her kebabs on a uh, a bench, and it's it's Halcyon City, and it's fucking cold as shit in the winter. So these are bullshit future uh, benches where like they they have like heated seats, so that way that uh, you're not frozen, you're not freezing your ass to the seat when you sit down, and. Uh, that's going to be real nice for whatever homeless population exists in this city. Uh, yes, it is. And uh, and Mayor Blackmore is the kind of mayor who actively fights against uh, anti-homeless uh, benches. Why not just... Nice. Good. Fight against homelessness. They do that too, but they realize they cannot do everything for everybody, so they try to make sure that what they can't do for those unfortunate few are at least comfortable in uh, positions like this. A lot of homeless people tend to be migratory yep. caused by problems one place end up in a city somewhere else. Well, usually they end up in that city because the first city ships them to that city. Yeah. Um, that too. Anyway, point is... Uh, uh, Loveless eats her kebab and says, oh, "This was this was a fun fun day. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. Uh, of course. So, uh, you you and Penny have been looks like you've been getting along a little better. You helped with that sewer mutant thing." I am unable to conceal my flinch when she mentions Penny by name and I actually turn how do you know her name? She just smiles. No, but actually. Uh, I mean you accidentally say it out in public often enough uh, that I've managed to overhear it once or twice. Don't worry. I know you want yeah. to keep her identity secret so I have scrubbed all that information off of my computers but I can't exactly scrub it out of my brain I appreciate it and thank you for telling me I need to be better about that it's her use of her own name as far as I'm aware she doesn't so I try not to yeah you, you two seem to have a uh, mostly made up over your big fight from a couple years ago? I don't know if I'd put it that way. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you're, you guys are at least taking steps. Uh, because honestly, you need more friends that aren't me and other criminals and the, the gearheads. Okay, well, the gearheads aren't my friends. They're my family. Okay, true, fair enough, but you know what I mean. I mean, sure. 
I, I guess I've never really had many friends at all, so it's not something I've ever felt the lack of. Well, that's sort of why it's important for you to make them and for you to do that sort of thing. And I'm glad you're at least trying. Oh, shoot. I forgot Craig in the list of your friends. Duh. Craig. Yes. Of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> Craig is a special case. I know. Craig is basically everybody's friend. It's fine. He, he's he's a meta friend. You, it's He thinks you're his friend. And then that's just how it is. You, you don't really get to say no. Pretty sure you get to say no, and if he and if you truly mean it, then he would accept that. It's just that you haven't told him no yet. It, Craig is exceptionally complicated while also being exceptionally simple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she does laugh at that as well, and uh, she will finish her kebab. And then it's is basically the end of the day, so she will hug you and wish you goodbyes, and then ask, and then I guess you'll like swap her home. I'll and ask then, her if she wants a ride home, and if she says yes, I'll give her a ride home. Yeah, yeah, she'll she'll take the ride home because uh, her because you guys are probably still in Orchard Park, and she lives in Alden, which is basically the entire city away yeah right out from the southernmost neighborhood to the second and northernmost it's a bit yeah. of a bit of a hike yeah so yep she will gladly accept the ride slash teleport uh to her place yeah Who wants to go next? I'll go. Okay. Uh, do you want to do my thing or your thing? Let's do my thing. It's introductory. All right. Go ahead and uh, paint me a picture. All right. Well, the office location of Clockwork Futures is still where it used to be. The name is still what it used to be as well, although there is, in smaller print beneath it, a division of uh, Silver Security. Regardless, the actual layout and design of the building has undergone a complete uh, refit, refurbishment since last time, as tends to happen with high-tech companies. Uh, Got to follow all of the latest corporate um, entertainment um, morale strategies. Right, and there's also probably like some silver sprinkled in because the silver skeleton has this whole like aesthetic that he enjoys. Yeah. Well, that that's how Clockwork Futures managed to convince him to uh, fork over the, the, the money for the refit. Okay. And... Uh, 
As for the actual working spaces, those have also undergone a certain change as the direction of the company has shifted thanks to the legislation. As such, there's less of a focus of getting out new designs and more of a focus on prototyping their technology on NC-11. And so the uh, no one in the company has really slowed down the uh, development cycle, but for the last few years, that's all it's been, development, as opposed to production or, uh, well, I suppose there would, uh, there would also be uh, international licensing. Products are not sold out of the company, but uh, patents are licensed to other high-tech companies elsewhere in the world where the uh, restrictions on robotic development are still looser than they currently are in the United States. Right. And uh, the, the company has also joined a uh, lobbying network for high-tech hardware development companies, but they haven't really stuck their nose in directly into Washington. So because that, that takes more money than they've got and a political understanding that they'd rather spend on actual development. Right. And I, I will say this, um, their own efforts are slightly hampered by their owner because even though it's been five years, uh, Silver Skeleton is still not that impressed by the uh, the outcome of the NC-11 project. And also, this, this was stuff that I was planning on, like, telling you through Jen, or, yeah, through Jen anyway, but uh, as long as we're here just expositing. The Silver Skeleton is in the mindset of, one, he's not in that impressed by you and the, uh, and the whole outcome of that project and two the way he sees it is that two ais that were created have tried to take over the city in various ways and only one has dedicated itself to protecting it and he doesn't like the chance of a 66 percent chance of a another ai doing what the vampire or what the rogue owls did and so he actively like just does not fund any sort of um any sort of attempts to try and get that uh get the lobbying revert or get the decision reversed he doesn't actively hinder it but he doesn't help at all it seems to be highly illogical the sample size is so small as to be a fallacy. Uh, Jen shrugs and she says, the way he looks at it is that you're an exception and not the rule, so he doesn't, he doesn't help. It, but on the plus side, at least he doesn't actively say, actively try to cut our funding when we attempt to do it, so. That has been part of the motivation behind becoming a symbol for the city. Yeah, but, um... But, you know, Calvert, he trusts superheroes about as far as he can throw most of them. And considering he does not have super strength, uh, he can't throw ve many very far. 
He does have multiple uh, dans of judo, however. True, true, but uh, that doesn't mean that he can still throw them exceptionally far. He can't throw them entire city blocks. He can't. The most he can do is like chuck them halfway across a room. I believe and we have gotten off of topic. Yeah, yeah, I think we have. Point is, like, he doesn't trust superheroes. And he was never that impressed by you. And the fact that you are attempting to just be another superhero isn't really the way to convince him otherwise. Because the way he looks at it is that if push comes to shove, he'll send his security team and himself to stop you if you go rogue. As he would anyone else with a significant amount of power. Yeah. I do not feel particularly singled out in that respect. No, no, you shouldn't, but he's still not... The fact that you are being the best possible example of a superhero does not necessarily change his mind. Because to him, the best example of a superhero is just someone putting on a good show for people to trust and then eventually for them to abuse that trust. That does not sound like the best example of anyone. No, but Wesley Calvert is a pessimist in a lot of regards. No, I've noticed. In any event, have there been any significant upgrades since the last time I stopped in? Uh, no. Um, we haven't made any significant upgrades to the stuff that we were working on before, but uh, Calvert does have us working on an experimental process to uh, refine the material in his suit. Um, I believe he called it a venterium. He, he wants us to try and make the plates thinner, but still allow for the same amount of superpower stoppage. And we've made some pretty good strides in that, and he's he's relatively impressed by that. But uh, as far as the other stuff that we've been working on before, I, I can't think of any significant strides in, in those areas. Has he changed his mind yet about full nanotech armor? It would be no. much more effective than simply having the plates uh, thicken in response to expected stimuli. Uh... No, um, the the thing about that is that the Venterium kind of doesn't work perfectly when you try and do that. And we've we've tried approaching that, and we might have something with that in a couple of years, um, maybe five. But for right now, the technology just isn't there yet. So he wants to try and at least make the place thinner so that the suit isn't as heavy would not need such an exotic material if you were to rely on nanotechnology armor. It seems... The, the thing what is... What is the, the correct word for that? An attempt to choose a favored material over a more effective solution. I'm not sure, but the, the thing about Venterium is that it is exceptionally good at blocking out like the cosmic-powered stuff so he's more concerned about superheroes being able to like just blast him with an energy blast 
than he is uh, protecting his his insides because he could just dodge the energy if the if he can see the attack coming he can just dodge it but if he can't see it coming then the suit completely negates the the cosmic powered attacks so uh it's it's just completely negated and he doesn't take basically any harm it was it's a very odd material that he found or maybe even developed i'm not sure but it's it seems to be completely immune to the effects of the stuff that make most superheroes superheroes yes of course but the easiest solution would of course to be uh, to use a multi-layered armor and the conversation just gets more technical from there yeah yeah and she she will explain how like he does like he doesn't believe that will work because it the venterium needs to be basically a certain thickness to guarantee uh to guarantee a power negating thing which is why he's going for a thin going for processes to refine it so that way it can get thinner and maybe get to the point where that nanotechnology can be incorporated into it but at the moment there's like nothing that they can do and he would prefer to rely complete. on okay the word i was searching for is sentimental oh i don't know maybe he's conversation continues yes yes <laughs> <laughs> all right aside from that yeah i can't think of anything else to to continue on with so if you're good then we can move on yeah big thing i wanted to do is just sort of the the whole update although i i do wonder if you had any sort of specific thing about how jen's been getting along specifically um she's been getting along pretty well um she's gotten married in the last five years he, she, uh, she and her husband are very happy together and she of course managed to keep her job at uh at silver security or at clockwork futures etc etc um mostly because uh he wants to protect his investment and even though he finds you annoying you're more useful operating and showing off like what clockwork futures can do then you are just being left to have to be forced to repair yourself on your own time and material and uh and resources which you probably could do by now but uh but jen is just much faster at it yeah don't don't get the regular firmware updates without the uh without the company either right so he's he is at least if not emotionally invested in you, he is monetarily invested in you, and that is enough for him to like keep Jen on the payroll for as long as she continues to be useful, which will honestly be forever. Imagine that's a calculation he makes about a lot of the people he associates with. Yes, actually. Very much so. Uh, there are very few people he keeps around for sentimental reasons, uh, but all of them all the ones that he does are currently named and under the silver security uh, folder. Well, okay, there's one other person uh, that is not under the silver security folder that he keeps around for sentimental reasons. 
its children. Okay, no, that's aside <laughs> from, aside from his children. Okay, don't get fucking technical with me. He loves his kids. He doesn't keep them around for sentimental reasons. He keeps them around because he loves them. Just saying, they're not in the silver security bit. Uh, <laughs> Hello, children. I feel affection for you. <laughs> Let's go to McDonald's. Craig, you want the chicken nogs. All right, who wants to go next? Give me a second, actually. I had to go grab my dog. I just okay. realized what time it was. Okay, this seems like a good excuse to go to Chloe, yeah. then. I gotta feed the cats, too. I still don't get the loveless joke. Okay. <laughs> I'll explain <laughs> it to you when you're older. <laughs> All right. So, Chloe, since uh, you've been volunteered by a having to go do dog things. Uh, what do you want to do? My thing or your thing? Let's do my thing. Alright, so yeah, you uh, want to go talk with Robin about your past. So, that this is mostly me just taking notes for later. So, it's... It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's you two. <sighs> two wordiest people in the group in a room alone together. <laughs> One of the wordiest people. You and I definitely talk longer than anybody else, any other pair. Yeah, okay. Ah, oh, what's a good context for this, though? I've got it. Alright. Penny tries to invite the team as a whole over to, like, her new apartment because nobody's seen it just like as a as a thing you know like hey i haven't seen a lot of you outside of work in a long time but then it ends up being felix is busy with school and nikolai is busy with something who knows and so it's this very awkward call that's just like uh so everybody else canceled you're still free to come over if you like. I don't want this to be weird, though. Um, well, I... I don't have any plans anymore. So, yeah. Let's keep this on. Cool. Um... Alright. Well, I have to go bag through... Well, not actually not three quarters, just a third of the food I was making. I cooked for everybody. That's a thing I've been I've been trying to teach myself to do. Um, no promises. It's fine. I'm used to eating slop mostly. I think I'll be better than slop. We'll see. Uh, you know the you know the place, right? I think I texted you the address already. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, I'll see you when you get here. It can be instantly if Wow! You... 
<laughs> I keep forgetting you don't have to like travel places. Do you want me to show up later? Nope, nope, nope. Everything's done. I just was not expecting you to be here fast. Uh, talking on the phone through this. I should hang up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm outside your front door. Hi! Welcome to my apartment. This is gonna Hi. be like way bigger when everybody like else showed up. So now it feels kinda awkward, but uh Hi. Hello. Oh my gosh. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. This is weird, right? Well, like, history aside, I don't think I've ever done this exactly before. Me neither. I've never had an apartment to show anybody. I haven't really had people that I know to show me an apartment. Prepare to be blown away. I've got one bedroom, and you're not going to believe this. One bathroom. Go on with it. Okay, okay. I'm on board so far. This seem like reasonable numbers. <laughs> yeah, wait till you hear how many kitchens I've got, though. It's one. I've got one <laughs> kitchen, too. If it was more than one, I was <laughs> going to ask to talk to you your landlord? Or I guess the architect. Somebody. Oddly enough, two living rooms, though. What do you do with the second one? Well, nothing, because it's not actually real, but I just wanted to see what you'd say. Oh, okay. I... I don't know what... how apartments are formatted, usually. It's like my living space is have been uh, the streets, and then uh, a supervillain base, and then another supervillain base, and then a warehouse. So I'm a little uneducated on, like, regular configurations. A warehouse, which is in itself also kind of a supervillain base. Insofar as I am the primary resident, yes. So I made, uh, it's real complicated. I made some spaghetti and I made garlic bread. Here's a question. Here's a question. Did you put the spaghetti on the, on the tabletop and then just mix it all on the counter? Yeah. How else do you do it in <laughs> the far off year of 21, of 2021? 21, 21. It's, it's a, it's like, I think it's actually 2024, but yes. In the far off future, future of 2021. So what's it like growing up in a super villain base then? You don't mind my asking? I feel like I've never like got to ask you anything about your life. Yeah, I've had that thought a couple of times and verbalized it at least once. Um Okay, so so like like regular people from my 
people admitted experience all have like kind of low-key personalities generally speaking whereas in a house full of super villains everybody is kind of the most a lot of the time that seems like it kind of tracks i feel like you gotta have a big personality to be a super villain in the first place yeah but then like also you know the super villain community is like there's large quantities of like marginalized people and wounded individuals so everybody sort of has a sense of like people needing space and like room to get better about things so you know they wouldn't like let me lock myself in my room for three days but they'd let it go for a day and a half and like they wouldn't get mad or weirded out or anything when I would like sneak into the kitchen at 2am and steal a bunch of food and hide it in my closet like non-perishable stuff right yeah okay not like stashing rotisserie chickens in there or anything. You know, honestly, I'd be a lot more impressed if you had. I wasn't really into eating food so much for a long time. Like food like that. Rotisserie chicken is more food than cup ramen is food. I think I get what you're saying. Because, like, food, like, it comes and goes. Cup ramen is just like, you've got it until you need it, right? Yeah. It's less important that you're hungry, and more important that you have cup ramen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I kind of get it. <laughs> yeah. And, like, in addition to them being real permissive about shit, they would also, like... They would be... When they thought you needed something, they'd just do it. And wouldn't really ask. And would only really stop if you, like, pitched a fit. Like, you know... If I've been isolating myself for a couple of days someone will just come and sit with me for a few hours and not talk not even like touch each other but just be in the same room for a couple of hours like they I, I find that villains tend to get it you know I mean I don't know personally I mean but yeah I get what you're saying I guess you wouldn't know personally. What was it like up in space then? Like you were gone for how long? Was it 
seven, ten years? What was it? Somewhere in that ballpark. Like, time is kind of relative sometimes. And also, like, without a sun to keep track of stuff, you kind of just stop keeping track of days. I mean, like, I wasn't alone up there a lot of the time. Obviously, I had Al with me, and, you know, I wasn't... So I, I, I told you, like, how I ended up up there, right? Like, it was... It feels weird no. to call kidnapping. You, you didn't, actually. You just Shit. said you wind it, wound up there. You, so okay, no, you, you did mention that. I remember that. You didn't say under what circumstances. Um, theft gone wrong. Basically, I was held hostage by somebody trying to get off planet. And... Somebody stepped in, and it ended up with me getting taken along for the ride while the ship launched into basically by the time he was certain that nobody was following him, I don't know how he was he figured people would were going to follow. Uh, we were too far away to really turn back. So we kind of just ended up in space as an accomplice to, uh, or as an accessory of uh, Grand Theft Spaceship. Huh. I mean... So I don't know if you ever heard of this guy. He was kind of, he wasn't like a big deal. But he was a super villain. I, I use the air quotes here. It was, his name was Malice, like like apples, not like evil. Like an apple tree is Malice, Malice. Latin. He explained it to me once. I'm racking my brain. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. I'll remember hearing about him eventually. Yeah, it's not a big deal. But, like... It's not like he didn't give a shit about me or whatever. He wasn't bad in that way. But it's kind of like being raised by somebody who didn't think you were capable of taking care of yourself at all. Which, to be fair, I wasn't. And so a lot of that just became me trying to prove that I knew that I wasn't as worthless as he treated me. And the worthless was not right. I, we weren't close, but, you know, I, it's kind of weird thinking that he's not just gonna fucking show up one day. Where is he at right now? Do you know? Uh, where is he? Where was he at last I saw him? Yeah. Um. Well, I 
left him for dead on a uh, planet experiencing a major tectonic upheaval. Ah. Yeah. So he could be alive. I... You know, he might just show up one day and... Uh, I don't know how I'm going to deal with that. I don't know why he would think to come back. But good. I feel like I should say I'm sorry. Not your fault. Not not in a culpability way, but in like, sorry for your loss? Yeah, I don't know. It's complicated. Uh, I appreciate it. But yeah, like, he... Things were weird. And... It's not, like, the same way it went for you, but I think I kind of get what you're saying. Sometimes. I'm gonna, um, make sure that my spaghetti didn't just boil over real quick. So can I ask you a question that's been bugging me? Like, really bugging me for a while? Shoot. And it's like, it's... It's hyper-personal, so feel free to tell me to fuck off. Alright, what's the question? So, how does a space-faring... Alien culture absorbing individual like you pick the exceptionally Earth girl named Penny. <laughs> uh, it's a really dumb answer, but uh, the first and like most true answer is probably just like I liked it thought it was a nice name the second answer is that like it's like real time translation is kind of funny but it's kind of a funny business in space and you know how names tend to have like double meanings uh-huh. Uh, so we tend to, like, in... Among pilots, I guess, you tend to just use a call sign, because it's hard for real... It's hard for most real-time translation software to actually differentiate between a name and a, like, actual term. Because those two tend to be, those two things tend to overlap in a lot of languages. So we use call signs. And my call sign was Penny because it was, uh, because it gets translated as, you know, a cheap form of currency. I don't know. Stuck with me. 
okay. Did you have a reputation of being cheap? I had a reputation of being another, I guess not orphan, but a kid without a family in space, which is a lot more common than you might expect. Huh. Yeah, all right. Anyway, my uh, spaghetti did not boil over. It should be done in like a minute or something. I'm very proud of you. Are you ready to eat? Sure. Don't don't tell me you're proud of me until until I eat, because like, <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with it actually. <laughs> <laughs> So then, Ape. My turn, I guess. Your turn. Uh, you want to do your thing or you want to do my thing? Do my thing. Patrol time. Haven't done patrol. a good patrol in a while. Patrol time. Uh, I did message you on the Discord earlier. I kind of want to do this as like a montage thing, if that's all right. Yeah, sure. So like, I'll I'll throw out an idea. I've got a couple written down, and then like you can like throw a couple back at me, like and we can alternate like we did with uh with Cat's thing. Does that sound good? Sure, 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 sure. All right. So do you want to do the first thing or do you want me to do the first thing? You do the first thing. All right. Uh, so you're on patrol. Uh, it's You're probably on patrol in uh, Chikotagawa because that's where you live and it's the easiest to do, especially since like it's starting to snow really hard. And yeah, you can still fly, but like the higher up you go, the colder it gets. So flying is kind of a... I don't hassle. really do the flying thing. I still like to jump around like an idiot. Yeah. So, like, you can fly, but you don't because it's better. Um, so, as you're, uh, as you're Rolling hopping... As you're doing that, like, you see, uh, as you're hopping around the neighborhoods, you find, like, there's this old lady and she's like struggling to get her her groceries out of the back of her car she's like she is definitely at that age where she shouldn't be doing this alone but she probably doesn't have anybody else to help her so she kind of has to i don't know why this is even a question yeah i stop and help all right hello ma'am could you use a hand um she turns to you and like it looks like she's about to tell you off because, like, you know, you're just a fucking random-ass stranger coming up to ask if, if you need help, and that is just a, a surefire way to, like, get kidnapped at the at the very least. But then she sees that it's you, and she goes, Oh, oh, uh, yeah, sure, thank you. Thank you so much, young man. Uh, and then, like, she... Here, which like, one should be so heavy? Yes, is that a watermelon? Yeah. yeah, give me that one. Yeah, yeah she, uh, she... You move in, and it's like... And that's that's it. Like, it's. Where am I taking these? Where are we going? Uh, you're going into her house. Like, she'll she'll show you I'm like where. Her, damn it! Oh, oh Don't okay. Rude. <laughs> um, she she says, oh, uh, just take it into the kitchen and um, actually, with, with that one, if you could just like put that in the fridge over like right right there, 
Right. Okay. Yep. All right. Yes. And then, uh, and then she'll like help you, like she'll, she'll like tell you where she uh, where she put stuff, and uh, she's very thankful for the help. And you know, it's it's getting cold outside, so uh, she has one of those like travel things of like microwavable soup that she just puts it in the microwave for you for a couple minutes and then it's like here and she says here this this is to help you keep warm all right soup soup yes Grandma soup <laughs> it's just campbell's but okay doesn't matter <laughs> there's love in here uh, all right she'll she'll laugh and she will thank you again anytime ah all right what do you want to do now What's, what's your thing? Throw me an idea. Oh, damn. Um, uh, let's be just boring and there's like a mugging. I'm stopping a mugging. Okay. And I'm yeah. absolutely still as I go along doing the theme song because I'm... Sundog is big enough to work that he just goes like... Does like his own little theme song while he's patrolling out. Trust me. I know Spider-Man 100%. Sundog. Just does his own theme song. It doesn't matter which version of Spider-Man. Maybe not Gwen Stacy, but all the other Spider-Mans do. Gwen Stacy is in a band. Of course she does her own theme song. Yes, but does she hum it while she's on patrol? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, point is like, yeah, you, uh, there's, there's a guy who's like, just in an alley, he thought he could, like, take a real quick shortcut, and then, like, there's just two guys there, they're... It, it's the whole, like, come on, we have a gun, don't try and run, he's like, yeah, whatever, he, like, puts his hand up and, like, starts reaching for his wallet slowly. Uh, how can I make this funny? I really want to do that thing where I, like, cause a distraction and make the muggers look away and I just like snatch one of them while the other is like yeah well, while the other one is uh is like they're both looking at the thing and I snatch the one behind them and so the other one is gonna like turn around and be like oh, oh no yeah alright um then roll me deceive first of all okay, if you wanna deceive. do it this way deceive with a two, they're just regular ass mooks. Uh, it works. Like they both turn around. They're like, "What the fuck was that?" All right, this is the f one of the few times I will use the flying powers. I just grab the one behind, you know, the one that isn't going to notice, you know, this. Yeah. And then, uh, so just, go ahead and roll me fight at a plus two because uh, you're working on an advantage that you created for yourself with that deceive. Okay. Um, still can't add plus two, so just. Well, that's, I guess, seven. That's a seven. Uh, you succeed with so much success that, um, or you succeed with so much style that uh, the guy doesn't even make a sound while you like, yank him up and knock him out. And so the other guy turns around and all he, and he's like, Frankie? Frankie? Frankie, where'd you go? And if you want to, what do you want to do now? This guy is like uh, very confused about what's happening in the, uh, Okay, now I want to have some fun with this. The, mugged guy, the guy who's getting mugged is just smiling, and it's like, oh, I know what's going on. A superhero is rescuing me. Oh, he saw it. Oh, this is true. All right, I know what I want to do. <laughs> okay. 
I want to like, it's just cold out, right? Yeah, it's cold out. I want to do another distraction. And then I want to, and mind you, I'm still going to be wearing the mask for this. Wear Frankie's jacket and hat and just like <laughs> teeth next to him. <laughs> you know what? That that tickle me that tickles me so right. It just fucking works. I'm just gonna give you a plus two to whatever you roll. So like he, he turns around, like where you I going? am, buddy. It's me, Frankie. And he just he just sort of looks at you and stares and he's like Are we doing more crimes tonight, buddy? You know you're still wearing the mask, right? What mask? It's me, your good pal Frankie, partner in crime. <laughs> he starts raising his gun to shoot you. Go ahead and do something at a plus two. I don't know what you want to do. I mean, I just take his gun. Why would you point the gun? Uh, I just like, I very quickly just like whip it. Oh, what, a, what would be that? Just like whipping it out of his hand and grabbing it myself? Um... Just like you in it. See, that's a fight. Like you're yeah. using that. You're using fight as def for defend. Yeah. So go ahead and roll that. At a plus two, mind you. That's another five. That's another five. Well, so another seven, right? That's another. Yes, another seven. So you just grab it and uh and you. Why would you point a gun at me, you good pal, Frankie? Ain't we known each other for the so long? I can't believe you'd do this to me. Your good pal, Frankie. <laughs> he turns around and he starts running away. Why are you running? <laughs> are we supposed to be running? I thought we were mugging the guy. All right, I'm just going to... I just, like, light lasso his legs. All right. Yeah, I'm not going to even make you roll. Like, he's done. He's, like, you light lasso his legs and, like, tie him up with Frankie. And uh, the, the guy who's being mugged, he's like... It, thanks, man. That was... It went from... It suddenly went from the most violently worst part of my week to the most violently best part of my week. It's weird that you consider that violent, but okay. I no, no, always... I mean, like, I mean, how intense, like, the bad stuff and then the good stuff was. Oh, no, yeah, okay, that, that makes sense. That makes more yeah. sense than what I was thinking. Anyway, okay. yeah, just happy to help. Uh, try not to walk down, you know, oh, no, no, dark alleyways and... Not to blame you, but I uh, start this conversation over. No, no, you don't get a second chance. All right. But thank you regardless. And then he like pats I mean, your shoulder yeah, and walks like, away. Not that you had a choice in the matter, but try not to get mugged. Okay, bye. <laughs> You're already left. All right. <laughs> Why am I still wearing the jacket? Because it's warm. It is warm, but it also smells of crime. It's and body odor. All right. Okay. Uh, so you're you're running around, and then uh, and then you, you hear a Mr. Sundog, Mr. Sundog, and when you look down, there's like a, a a tiny little girl standing there, and like she's like dressed in the kind of jacket where like she can barely like put her arms down. It's like she's just, like almost t posing for dominance, but she doesn't mean to because the jacket is so thick. Yeah, we've all seen uh, Christmas Story. Yeah. And, uh... Hello, small human. Uh, she goes, Mr. Sundog, can you please get my cat Sprinkles out from the tree? And she just, like, tries to point up, and, yeah, there's just a cat hanging out, chilling on the top of the tree. Yeah, uh, 
No problem. Uh, in the future, you really shouldn't let your cats play outside. It's bad for he the environment. He ran out! He got out and he ran into the tree. Okay, that's fair. All right. One cat extraction. I'm gonna... Okay. Go ahead. Uh, athletics, I guess? You're not just gonna fly up? That's boring. Okay, yes, then roll athletics. I only use my power of flight when it's funny. <laughs> I think well I think the record will clearly have sated this. Okay. Fair enough. But yeah, uh like you... that's not a joke. I think I literally only use it when it's funny. Yeah, okay. Uh so yeah, you get up to the top of the tree and then the cat looks at you and it just starts growling and like and like raising its back a little bit to make itself look bigger. It it it's like I know I'm canine theme, but it's just a costume. Uh, I need you to. It's not really an animal handling in this game, so. But I There's think rapport. there is. There, I was about to say, but I think rapport just covers, includes animals. So go ahead and roll rapport. One, which is fair. I'm not exactly. A, I'm. Not, I'm a literally a dog person. Yeah. Just like. It stops growling at you, and it re very reluctantly like does that thing where it like starts stepping towards you, and then backs off, and then starts again, and then just very slowly walks up to you. What's what's the cat's name? Uh, Sprinkles, I believe I established earlier. Come on, Sprinkles. Uh, Sprinkles will eventually get close enough for you to grab him. There you go. Ow, 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 ow. No yeah. bite. Ow. Yeah. Okay. No bite. Cat, claws. Please take cat. Cat. She goes, she takes the cat and she says, silly Mr. Silly Sprinkles, he's not a bad guy. He's a good guy. I am dog themed, so I can understand. Uh, she says, thank you, Mr. Sundog. It's okay, little girl. And then she do, runs off. I, I understand it's an accident, but be, okay, do be more careful <laughs> about getting the cat. All right. Uh, all right. And I will say, I will say this, uh, because I'm not planning on revisiting this little girl ever unless you oddly enough want uh want her to reappear for whatever reason but the next time you go patrolling in this area she hands you a pic like a picture that she drew of you and it's it's good considering she's seven years old oh goodness this is adorable <laughs> that, that's not like for another like couple of days but you know like it's it's like she definitely recognizes the fact that you helped get the cat out and then she like hands you a, a picture that she drew of you and you're probably going to hang it on your fridge right sundog is for the children mm -hmm. all right so uh what's the thing that you can think of let's up the stakes let's have like an actual in like big deal crime going on okay yeah um high speed chase high speed chase sure uh, you see that there's a high-speed chase, and the police are on it, and you remember the last time we did a downtime, and there was a high-speed chase, and you stopped the dudes, but then the DHEA arrested you. So, uh, what do you do this time? Well, I can't just not... They're, sh they're like, shooting at random. That could hit somebody. I gotta stop it. Come on. Alright, so what do you do to stop it? I know what I want to do, but that's actually pretty dangerous. Which is? Like hard light ramp into big hard light basket or something. 
You know what? You know what? Uh, give me a notice roll, and I'll see if you can find a spot that is safe for you to do that to. Hey, okay. I want you to know I had my mic muted, but I said that exact same thing. <laughs> Four. Four. Yeah, you can find um, you can find a safe spot to uh. I just like get far enough ahead of them and clear area. And right. Just wait. Yeah. So it's not a success with style because that would have been a five. So you don't get an advantage, but uh, but you are able to do this without hurting anyone. So they eventually round the corner and you see them uh, driving up and I guess roll me will. I think I typically used to make you roll to use your powers. That's all right. Let's give it a shot. One, one. Um, you know what? Like, because they'll refresh at the start of the next session anyway. If you want to just spend a uh, fate point to up that to a three, that'll make yeah. it successful. Sure. Yeah. Okay. There you go. It's a three, and uh, and yeah, they ramp, and you. It's like slow motion where you see the guys just like have an oh shit face, and then they just. Uh, crash into there. The the uh, the airbags go off, and the they are all relatively unharmed. And the police are really hurt them. They probably should never do that again. It was. Uh, but yeah, at this point, the cops start getting out. And do you stick around long enough to for to help out the cops, or are you just gonna uh just fuck off before they can be like, hey, wait a minute, you're not supposed to help us with this. I mostly was concerned with stopping the idiots from, like, accidentally shooting somebody. I, police can handle themselves. Yeah, so I've they... I've done the muscle work. Fuck the pigs. <laughs> you get out, and one of them goes, Wait a minute, I'm sure you're supposed to not accept your help. Go get back to your hands. I don't recognize your authority. <laughs> uh, the next one I have for you is really simple. Almost immediately after... Uh, finishing up with that, you're like walking down a couple of stri- streets, and uh, and you see a hot dog vendor look up at you and you go, Sun dog! Hot dog vendor! You want a free dog? Yes. What you want in your free dog, man? What do you got? I got mustard, I got ketchup, I got relish, I got onions. Uh. Uh, you got those little hot peppers? Yeah, I got those little hot peppers. You want anything on with those hot peppers? Yeah, I want uh, onions, mustard, and the little hot peppers on there. All right, yeah, and, and then chili, uh, actually. Uh, no, I don't got chili. I'm, oh, it's unfortunately, okay. I'm, so, I'm sorry, but like, man, like, hey, you do good work. Here's a free dog. Thank you. And yeah, like that. That was it. That was mine. You got a free hot dog because you are Sun Dog. The Sun Dog dog. Yeah, and you help out the neighborhood. People and people recognize you, and they recognize your good work, and they and. They're just giving you free stuff and like showing their appreciation. It's the sun dog. It's a hot dog with mustard on it. Only mustard. <laughs> so much mustard. <laughs> we pour mustard, mustard into the, a tube. Now eat it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, what's the but? What's the last thing you want to do? I mean, I know we did like a car thing, but I do want to end like on a real 
good one. Um, let's do like an actual supervillain shows up. Not like a, not like an A-lister, like a C-list supervillain. Who's on our docket? As as you finish up your hot dog and you leap out, you hear it. You hear, all right, everybody, this is a stick up. Don't you fucking dare move. And when you look down, uh, it's fucking Grumbungus. Seriously? Yeah. Seriously, man? Seriously, dude? I, I literally well, have... I got to deal with your ass today? <laughs> I literally have him listed uh, as, like, he's only a C-tier villain at best now. So, like, due to power creep. All right. God, he was still around. Uh, yeah. So, Grumbungus is a, looks a little bit different now. He's updated the look a little bit. He no longer has Tommy guns. He's upgraded to full-on, like, modern automatic weapons. Um, wears a lot of, like, purple and orange now. But he's still got, like, the Vanta black skin. He's, like, chomping on a cigar as he, like, points his guns at, uh at people and just essentially he's robbing a bodega we'll say that he's robbing a bodega all right well this is like i don't want him to shoot these people because he would do that because he's a jacket he's an asshole he's a jerk mm-hmm. so I gotta stop him from that there's the most shameful way of doing that <laughs> and i just like hmm. Stealth isn't great, so I don't want to try to sneak up on him. But if I catch... My provoke is higher than my stealth, so I really just want to draw his attention to me. Okay. And the way I'm going to do that is the classic kind of Spider-Man bit of I'm just going to make fun of him. Okay. So I just, like, drop down behind him, and I'm like, Okay, I can I, I say I'm honestly surprised that you're still around. But robbing bodegas, man? How far have you fallen? Uh, what was it? Grimbungo? Grimbingo? Go ahead and throw provoke. Oh, wait. How, how does that even work? I don't know. But that's uh, it. uh, if you want... It would be opposed. You, it would be opposed, yeah. Um, I did not have stats for him, so... Uh, I guess this is... This will be opposed... Uh provokes, so I'll give and, him a... Uh, I figured this would be empathy. It'd be like a mental defense. Like as a mental attack. Oh, okay. Wouldn't it be Will? It would be Will. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm ruling that he's zero fucking Will. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Damn. Great. With style. So you succeed with style, so you're going to get an advance on... um on your next action and he turns around and he goes the name's Grumbungus and he just starts opening he starts uh, moving to open fire at you I'm not going to say that he opens fire immediately because that would be bad uh, so what do you do now that he is thoroughly distracted I'm going to say I scoped out the scene beforehand because I knew he was immediately start shooting and there's nothing behind me that could get hurt right so I'm just going to like use my incredible physique to dodge the bullets and to close the distance and just sock them real good in the jaw. Okay, um... That sounds like you're going to roll... No, I mean athletics, not physique. Yeah, you're going to roll athletics to dodge his bullets, and then you're going to roll fight to sock him, so, um... 
make a plus two on that. So I just completely stunt him. Okay. Um, hold on. I'm trying to oh. determine. I'm trying to determine yeah, you what gotta... his stats would be for. He'd be. And... He'd have decent athletics. He's not like old man well, anymore. Well, like... it's, it's it's specifically his shoot, and he's actually pretty good at shooting, considering that is his entire gimmick. So, uh... Well, I got four. You got four, so you... So, yep, that's, um, that's a... And so, uh, you don't get shot, but you also don't succeed with style, so you don't get an advance on this. So, um... Fine, I close the distance, that's what matters. Yep, and now go ahead and fight him. Two. I rolled real good earlier. I did real... I did, like, real nice earlier. Alright, let's see. Do you want to use your last fate point? No, that's, let's actually make this a little interesting, other than that I just stunt on the dude. Yeah, so, like, you move in to, um, to swing at him, and he, like, just dodges his head out of the way, and then he, like, takes one of his guns and, like, uh, smacks you in over the head with it, and he's like, buddy, I've been fighting guys like you since before your dad was born. Since before you was a twinkle in your daddy's eye, I was fighting guys like you. I'm not gonna fall for that. You know nothing of my father's eyes. Uh, do I take any kind of stress? What am I doing? Um, yeah, you take one, uh, mark your first box of physical stress. Wait, no? Yes, because he got a, he got an advancement of one. Felix attacked, right? Yeah, Felix attacked, but, uh, but... The oh, no, no. The defending doesn't cause the, the, recoil correct. damage. Right, oh. correct, yes. So never mind, you don't roll that. Uh, you, You're supposed to know these things, Colin. I'm just an idiot. I was... I was confusing stuff for a second. I'm yeah, you sorry. actually, you probably were thinking of like uh, Monster of the Week rules where that does happen. Yes. Vampire yes. actually is what and it would be because you can actually attack backwards. Yeah. All right. So, um, so since you're super close to him and like firing to melee is hard, he is going to, uh, he's going to try and headbutt you. So that's uh, his fight versus your fight. He got a one. Okay. You got three, so, uh, so he tried like, to take it and it's, it's nothing. <laughs> and he's like, oh, jeez, God, that mask is thicker than I thought. Ah! All right. Sticking to my rule, it is now funny. I want to grab him by the collar and just fly up as really fast as I can. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and roll fight. He will roll fight to try and dodge you. Yeah, another three. Uh, nope, he's... Yeah, you, you grab him, and he's like, Hey, no, fuck, get off me, get off me! You know I can fly, right? Jeez, that! <laughs> Wait, I actually straight up forgot you can fly. Okay. <laughs> I, I literally that's, don't think I... That's news to me. He's mega... He's, he's He is a mega lad. He just chooses I, not to fly because of the aesthetics. Yeah, I guess. I, I, I respect that, honestly. <laughs> he's like, wait, wait, why do you, why can you fly? Actually, he's like, wait, since when did you fly? Yeah, this it's a whole thing. I like, uh, I forgot that you can fly because you don't really do it, and I don't really do it either. So in a ways, we're a lot alike. Anyway, and I throw him into the building. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, with with that, I'm going to mark his uh, second box. Uh, I'm I'm not completely setting him right now, so he's well, only going to roll to do that. I was going to consider that part of your. Oh, yeah. So that, I guess that uh, yeah. was a fight. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, his second stress bo box is marked, but you throw him into the building, and he's like, okay, all right, well, you just made a big mistake, and, uh, he pulls out his guns, and he starts trying to shoot you, so, uh, he only gets a two. He's rolling very poorly. All right, let's see, I'm trying to think. 
roll athletics to dodge? Yeah, athletics is usually what you use to uh, dodge being shot at. Mm. Mm. So, um, go ahead and mark your first stress box. Oh, dang, you actually got a hit on me. All right. Yeah. Okay. No gun privileges. You lost gun privileges. Uh, I want to, like, put, like, uh, you know, it's, it's, what is the funniest way to do I'm trying to think. I just want to do, like, a hard light stopper on his guns. Okay, yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll Will. I also think, like, if you have any points in crafts, that could also work. Like, you can craft your hard hard light. But if you don't have that, then I'll just let, let you roll Will. I guess Will has to be Will. Okay. Let's say zero. I should probably my Will score first time I can. I feel like we actually need to figure out, like, the correct stat and maybe allow you to adjust your stats to reflect how good you're supposed to be with your powers. Not right now. Yeah. All right. Take a fate point on that one. Are you out? No, you're not out. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, you put a stopper on his guns. That was going to be like a flat difficulty. Like I just locked down the guns. Yep. And he tries firing. He's like, ah, ah. Okay. These are technically just for show too, but I'm mad now. And uh, he starts flying at you, and then all of a sudden. Uh, a like a tether made out of like hard wire like form like like held together by like these big steel balls fly out and they wrap him up he's like what the fuck and uh, like and you see there's like a word for that and bolus bolus yes yeah but it's like it's like big versions of bolus that like that like wrap around his entire body and um he's like what the fuck what's going on and you see like a couple DHEA drones flying in Time to leave. <laughs> Alright, uh, I de- do need you to roll athletics to avoid the, a similar fate happening to you. Two. Two, and uh, I have not statted these things, but I feel like uh, they are minions, so they would not have exceptionally great stats, so they're going to only have a plus one to shoot. Two, it's a tie, so uh, you create a, a minor advantage for yourself uh, to... Um, try and get away again. So, uh, what do you do? I'll say you can't roll athletics again this time to, to try and get away. What what do you do to avoid? Since I have, what, I, what advantage do I have? Um, because you've made... The way ties work is that the status quo is maintained, but you create a minor advantage that you can use once in order to... Um, in order to give yourself a plus two on to your next roll. All right. Um, in that case, I'm just going to try to duck into an alley unseen and just like slip off the costume and just pretend to be a civilian. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll stealth at a plus two. Yeah. They're going to roll notice, and because I gave them their one good stat of shoot at a plus one. Two. That's another tie. Does that even work? Uh. Okay, let's do this. So I managed to, like, slip out of their range. And actually, you know, what is it? Is it Dolph? That's not Dolph. Just, like, you know, quickly get out of costume and yeah. try to mingle with civilians. Well, I imagine probably arrive to look at this whole mess. Yeah. But they're, like, 
their little drones are suspicious because now they're checking civilians. Yeah, uh, and actually, what I was going to say was uh, instead of the drones finding you by now, like, actual people would be showing up and, like, you publicly unmasked yourself five years ago, so one of them just happens to, like, look over and they think they see you, so they squint. Uh, they haven't quite caught on that it's you yet, so, uh... Okay, what... okay, I actually have a thing for this. Mm-hmm. Wait, I don't know if this actually applies. What does contacts, like, work for? I'll allow you to, like, roll contacts to, like, like, I literally have a crowd. stunt called Popular. Contacts okay. is the skill of knowing and making connections with people. It presumes proficiency with all means of networking available in the setting. Yeah, so I just want to, like, give this dude a wink. Be like, down low, buddy. And because I have a... So one of my stunts is literally... Oh, just like... You're in an area where you're... You can use rapport in place of contacts. You may be able to establish your popularity by spending a fate point to declare a story detail or just because of prior justification. You know what? We had prior justification earlier. I said you were patrolling in an area that you live in. Uh, so you may go ahead and roll rapport at a plus two. Three. three. I do have stats for the DHEA agents, and I don't think uh, anything that they have would help with that, just give me a second to double like, I'm just trying to do, though. like, keep this dude from shouting out, hey, it's Sundog, it's Felix, aka Sundog, look, it's he's Felix right there, hi yeah. Felix! I just want to, like, wink and just do, like... Yeah. Okay. Like, um, come on, man. Be cool. So they don't, so I'm just gonna roll a flat for the fate, and they get a minus one to your three, so he just shakes his head and just, like, just for gestures for you to go on before he has to like report into his superiors that he found Wait, you. I thought no, it, it was a DHEA agent, agent that had like squinted to see you. Oh, I thought it was just like a random dude who was gonna like shout, "Hey, it's Sundog!" No, 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 it was it was a DHEA agent. But like either oh, okay. way, either way, like I I was going to it's, allow it's it. A, so... He's a sympathetic dude, basically. Yeah. yeah. So he, like he's just doing his job. He's gonna pretend that he didn't notice me, so he right. didn't have to like. I, I didn't see that dude. I don't have to fill up the paper. Yeah, he he there. he got away. Whatever. It's not worth our trouble going after him. He did help a little bit, I guess. Whatever. I got a pace like that at work. Like I don't see that because if I see it, I have to do more work. Robin! Yes. Tis I. So, paint me a picture. Okay, well, I've mentioned once or twice that Robin has taken up skateboarding. It's just a way to get around Halcyon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they care about having a presence in a way that they didn't used to, and... That means that some days, not every day, because they're not hypersocial, but some days they, rather than just teleporting place to place, they take the long way on a skateboard. But they're also not great at it. This is a recent development. And so they need to practice. But they don't want to practice in the city where it's going to be like, you know, someone 
takes a photo of Robin wiping the fuck out, and then it's all over Twitter, switch, eat shit. <laughs> so, Robin's going out of the city. Not too, too far. I don't want to have to do any complex calculations or anything to get back home. So, somewhere in New York City, just going to find a skate park and practice a bit. All right, yeah, so... uh so you are doing the skateboarding thing and you've got some uh some people showing up and uh and like they don't super recognize you like they're they're just teenagers they don't really uh, no that's not true they would fucking idolize some people um but like for, for the most part like these guys are just like live and let live you know uh people wipe out all the time it's no big deal it's part of learning so uh so yeah you you are skateboarding around and uh and trying your best to learn and at that point um you hear someone talking about like your ideals for like superheroes and supervillains and what the definitions of those are and you get you hear someone say that it's like the, the, he's talking with his friend and his friend seems to agree with what you say and the other guy goes no nah, nah, dude that's that's all a bunch of bullshit it's like what's what are they even talking about because like what are they basing their definition of superhero and supervillain off of uh what that what the capitalist said capitalist is a fucking idiot he was probably just saying that stuff to like not flounder in front of potential viewers and just came up with those definitions off the top of his head he doesn't know jack shit about actually how to define what makes a superhero a superhero and what makes a supervillain a supervillain and like and it's at that point I teleport directly behind him and say, well, then it's a good thing that goes, I actually don't yeah. face shit off that like, guy. Falls over and his friend laughs and uh, he looks up at you and he goes, yeah, but after like collecting himself, he goes, yeah, but you directly. You're you're basically saying the same that his that your definitions were his definitions that like just super villains are selfish. That's bullshit super villains hurt people like they really hurt people okay 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 some of us do yes and then i like put my hand to my chest do i hurt people no and that's what makes you what's the term like anti-hero at best or at worst, or however you want to swing that. Uh, except I'm not a hero. Look, 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 look. Let's look at the... Let's look at the reverse side of this. The capitalist is a hero, yeah? Not anymore. Mm, but he used to be. Right, yeah, but people change. And I, like, if anybody still considers him a hero after he froze all those people... When like, did he change? Like... 
I don't know if you ask people, he changed like the day that you guys. I guess he would technically have changed the day that he like started conspiring to try and win the election through underhanded means, but it could have been way before then. Hmm. So you're saying that you can't identify an exact moment when this change would have occurred? No, but we can find a socially acceptable moment to define when he changed. And most people would say probably that fake assassination attempt. Other people would probably say the day that the transistor tyrant decided to like raise a fucking mind control machine out of the park and mind control the entire planet's population of superheroes. Like, point is, people would only diehard fans of the guy would still consider him a hero. And even then, I don't think there's like more than a handful of them left. Everybody else thinks to think that he's a villain and that second second chance society bullshit is bullshit. See, you're calling my definition arbitrary and bullshit, but that sounds real arbitrary to me there, friend. You're telling me that he stopped being a hero at some point because he did some amount of bad things and you can't actually quantify it. You just know it in your heart that he's a villain now. But the thing is, it's a, it's a social thing. It's a socially accepted thing. You can't just up and declare one day that one person is changing the definition of a thing. And I know that... Well, actually, buddy, have you heard of trans people? When things are social constructs, they are what you declare them to be. Okay. All right. That's fair. That is fair. But also, at the same time, like, there's just been... To, to define heroes as being selfless and villains as being selfish kind of is... Yes, I was 18 and I was electrocuted out of my mind when I made that one. I have amended my definition since then. All right, go ahead. See... Everybody, superhero, supervillain, just super who acts, whether they are defending the world from a meteor or robbing a bank or just anything in between. And when it, when a super acts, they are either doing it in line with normative values or out of line with normative values. And that's what I think the crux is. And that's why I say Sam was still a hero even when he was icing down civilians because the powerful exerting that power on those lesser to them in order to keep their power and enrich their power is normative 
in our country. It sucks, but that's how things are. That's normal here. That is the way things are. Whereas, when, say, you know, a friend of yours is being chased by the cops, they turn a corner, the cops turn a corner, they ask you, which way did they go? You give the cops wrong directions. Well, that's non-normative. Because you're supposed to support the cops in this country. That's the, that's the normative value. So, my actions are not normative. Sure, I'd save people's lives, but I don't do it because it's the right thing to do. I do it because I want to. I do it because it's fun or because I don't like the people who are doing the hurting or the destroying or because people I care about are also trying to do that and I want to support them. So you don't think that someone exerting their power to hurt people is an inherently villainous act just because it's the normative thing to do? No. That's quite frankly even more insane than the thing you said before, honestly, in my opinion. Look, there can be evil heroes. I think that's by the definition of hero in the dictionary, not the case. The dictionary? How fucking normative of you to do. It's, it's not a, it's not a question to the of dictionary definition of a, a word. It's not a question of normativity. It's a question of hurting people versus helping people. Okay, but why are you hurting people? Why are you helping people? Hold on. Uh, he, he would have a response to this. And, um... The action for the purposes of this argument is less important than the reason behind the action. Good words versus good intentions for the argument. Yeah, it's, it's essentially this. Um, it's I, part I, of that, yeah. I will, I will say this. Like, uh, he, he will go back and forth with this for you for a while, but at the end of the day, you are not able to change his mind. Um, he, he is a firm believer in the fact that like hurting people. For personal glory, whether it is normative or not, should be considered a villainous act and that people who help people defend themselves from the powerless are, if not heroes, then heroic in nature. So, like, he would not consider the silver skeleton to be a hero, but that's fine because the silver skeleton doesn't consider himself to be a hero either. Um, But he would say that the silver skeleton does heroic things. And that is enough to at least label him, like like he said, an anti-hero, but he does not buy that heroes can hurt people and 
still be labeled heroes because it's the normative thing to do. He just flat out disagrees with that. And he will argue with this with you until both of you are blue in the face. Which is something I'm not interested in role-playing because like, it, we would be here for forever. It's an argument that philosophers have never solved. Exactly. I mean, okay. Okay. You can eventually storm off in a huff. It's less storming off in a huff and more like, I think you both realize you're talking in circles and it's like, okay, we're not getting anywhere with e- uh, with either of us. Except and- I don't care about convincing this dude. I care about convincing everybody else who's listening. Go ahead. Let's take a look at your skills real quick. Hold on. Open up your character sheet. Uh, rapport. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think rapport would make the most sense. So go ahead and roll rapport. And I'm going to set this at like a difficulty four because, you know, it. it's like Bobbin said, this is a question that philosophers have been trying to argue for forever and no one's gotten anywhere about it either. Okay, well, how about this? How about this? Because I want to I wanna get one of my stunts in on this one. Okay. In the lead up to me making this role, I will say, so then tell me, you know, when I was young and living on the streets and poor as shit, I broke into plenty of bodegas and stole food. Obviously, the bodega owner was hurt then, but was I a bad person for doing that? Is that the is the lead up or the answer that he gives the uh, the thing for that triggers illegal sympathies? No, it's that. It's me. Oh, using, it's me talking about criminality and my own criminal background. All right, yeah, so go ahead and roll uh go ahead and roll it. That's a 3. That's a 3. Uh I did did say I said at difficulty 4, but you can send so a fate I've point. I've got fucking 3 fate points. I'm, I I am yeah. a criminal and I am not ashamed of it. All right, yep. At at that point like people just sort of like nod their head and he's and he tries to like move on to a thing of it's not a question of survive. It's like not a question of survival, but but, but, but like people aren't buying it, um, or at least not as many people would be buying it as they would be without that role. So you, you are definitely convincing some people. You're not like I said. You're not convincing him because he is just going I to be care. one of those. Yeah, he's he's just one of those people who's not going to be convinced. But like. You are convincing some of his friends, at least. Cool, 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 cool. All right. So yeah, like when when you guys like just agreed to disagree, essentially, one of his friends, like after he leaves, uh, comes up to you and he's like, "All right, can you go a little bit more into into detail about basically everything, or did you like?" Or have you basically said everything that you wanted to say? Uh, I okay. I could say a lot more. You need to ask a better question, my dude. I'm sorry. Uh, like, so, like, if the normatives change, if the powerful suddenly start facing consequences for their actions, does that make 
them villains and then you a hero? If the normatives change <sighs> to the point where, like, the stuff that you do would be considered normal? I mean, yeah. The, the point of this is that it's fluid. Look, look okay. The, I, can, I can drill down to an even finer point. This is actually what I was getting on when I first brought up the, the selfishness thing. It's... It's it's a hypothetical here. If you were to drop dead, how well represented are your values going to continue to be? Is this like a question you're actually asking me, or is this like a hypothetical? It's 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 halfway rhetorical, but if you have an answer, then answer me. Um, I mean, I'm like 17, so probably not a lot. Okay. Okay. So, 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 you know, like, think for the average person. Like, you know, average dude on the street, he drops dead. Do the things that he believes in cease to exist? Probably not, right? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. He's, he's probably got, like, friends and family and stuff that, like, at least partway believe in what he believes, sure. Well, even bigger than that, like some average person, their values are probably to some extent or another in line with the values of the rest of the country that they live in. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I mean by normative. And that's why why I said way back when, I don't know how the hell that broadcast got out. I don't know how the hell that got recorded. I did not intend for that to get recorded and distributed. Um, That's why I said that villains can't compromise themselves or their values. They can't compromise and they can't sacrifice because if they do, villain values are non-normative so the people who agree with them, who live them, are fewer in number, possibly just that one person. So what you believe in can cease to exist if you die. So villains can't afford to die. You know, if Electo drops dead in battle, what they fought for is the same thing every other hero fights for, basically. Uh, but depends. Electo's kind of weird. I think she might be like a legit fury from like ancient uh, Greek and Roman times. Okay, fucking shimmer then. Okay, all right, fine. Mach twelve. Okay, yeah, I, I get you. Yeah, yeah. So, if one of them drops dead, then what they value, what they fight for, will continue to exist in the world. If I drop dead, not so much. So I can't afford to die. And if I compromise on what I believe, then there's no one to keep the uncompromised version around. So I can't compromise. Now, if suddenly everything I believe became normative, then I could afford to die, I could afford to compromise. 
because now everybody believes what I believe and that will continue to persist after my death. It will be normative. It would be the heroic stance. And he like nods at that and like thinks on it and everything. He goes, okay, I guess that, that makes a little more sense. Yeah. 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 Like I said, I didn't intend for that original bit to get out. I was kind of on the verge of death and had uh, just discovered my powers were kind of radically different than I thought they were. So I I wasn't quite thinking straight. I mean, I've, I've seen reenactments of it because I don't like to show like the real actual like children getting electrocuted thing on the TV. But uh, but yeah, it seems like you were kind of fucked up. I turn a little bit pink around the ears. There are people doing reenactments of. <laughs> I mean, it's like for it's like for like for like document for like documentaries and stuff. Not not like they're doing it out there for fun, like the Renaissance Festival or something. That's so fucking embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> the actor they got to play to play you looks nothing like you, by the way. I mean, I like spread my arms a little bit in a, in a pose that I learned from Tegan Queen <laughs> who is really like me he, he squints in a little bit tilts his head Elliot Page uh-huh. <laughs> swing a little bit more masculine than I like eh fair enough So, uh, Nikolai, every year for the past five years, or rather for the past four years, you've had a certain visitor come to you, uh, to have a checkup just every day, like once a day, every year for the last however many years. And today is no different. And so wait, once a day. One one day every year, excuse me. Okay, same day every year. Yeah, same. Well, not the same day, but around the same time every year. Um, and it's Reagan Kingston, who I did not name her last time, so I don't expect you to recognize the name. But this is the armorer's little sister, who had that um, who had that neurodegenerative disease that you mm-hmm. helped cure, and. It's it's sort of a tradition that every year she comes to you so that you can get do a checkup. But at this point, is mostly very formal. You've long since realized that it's at the very least not going to come back anytime soon. But she also likes the the day as an excuse to hang out with you because you made quite an impression on her, considering you saved her life. I told you last year you're legs would improve their function by 500% if you were to replace them with bionic duplicates. Okay, Nikolai, for the last time, I'm like 17. I'm not even thinking about that sort of thing. I'm busy trying to not fail algebra. Well, then clearly you need a bionic brain instead. (laughs) She laughs at that and she goes, okay, all right. Sure, 
Why not? Hook, don't, no, don't actually hook me up with bionic brain. I'm, I'm not sure if you're joking or not, but I don't need that. I am aware, and I am, in fact, joking. Okay, thank you. It's, it's a little hard to tell with you sometimes. I am aware. Okay. And I will say this, uh, you do know that every year she has pretty much the same request. She wants to go flying because she does not have superpowers like her sister. Um, even then, her sister can't fly. And she just enjoys seeing the city from high up. So she's dressed fairly warmly. Um, you can... She's, like, got her hair tied up and, like, covered in a hat. You can still see, like, the parts where she's dyed it green and, like, she needs to kind of redo the dye job because the, uh, because the roots are definitely showing, though that might be a stylistic choice on her part. Um, but she's, she's dressed very warmly because, uh, it is coming up to be, like, it is after Christmas and the snow is like coming down hard, but she's she still loves it. So uh, so she goes, all right, let's do it. Come on, let's go. If you are forgetting something, young lady. And that is your crash helmet. Beat out. And she, and she just rolls her <laughs> eyes and she goes, listen, Fort you're a fortunately, I have anticipated this probability. And have procured a crash helmet in your size. She she takes it, she wears it, and she and she goes, you know, you are a hyper intelligent, hyper strong robot man person thing. I trust you to not drop me. And I trust the world to not be as predictable as my projections. She sighs and like finishes strapping the helmet on. Alright, and since my form is fully mutable, I turn into essentially a vehicle for her to ride on. Just like a flying couch? <laughs> no, no, not a flying couch. I was thinking more like the green goblin glider, oh, but, with okay. like a, but with like a handle out front and straps that attach to the, uh, to the waist and legs. Okay, yeah. Uh, See, I'm she'll... just thinking about Turbo Team now. <laughs> uh, she will grab on t uh, to the handle and like prepare for the flight. And uh, today she has made the request to go flying around Aurora instead, like because last year she did uh, Buffalo, and while that was a, ni a nice sight with all the tall buildings and everything, like Aurora is a fairly nice area, and she wants to see like. The, the yards uh, covered in snow and such because, like I said, it is snowing pretty hard at this point. Yeah, essentially we just go swooping around um, like nanites are sensitive enough to essentially uh, follow her commands by using her hands and balance mm -hmm. and like, sort of swoop around like some sort of uh, jet Segway. <laughs> uh, she occasionally tries to like goad you into doing stunts because she knows you will not let her fall to her death. Uh, do you acquiesce to her requests? If the stunts are why the safety is so uh, paramount. So yes. Uh, okay. 
and I automatically ignore commands that would actively cause her to collide with things. Oh, yeah, she wouldn't try and do that anyway. Um, it's a bit dangerous because she thinks she's better at doing this than she actually is. Yes. Uh, it's She's gotten more and more like... Like... like oh God. She's gotten Cock more... Sure. If, she's Yeah, she's gotten more and more cocksure over the last five years. Like, when she was 12 years old, she, like, took it very safe. And now that she is an invincible teen, she will never, ever die, ever. Uh, she's just trying to have more fun with it these days. And so she, like, flies you around and uh, she occasionally points out, you know, uh, particularly uh, nice-looking yards with... Um, with like covered in snow and she'll like fly lower so that way she can see the people who are still keeping their Christmas lights up uh, around the New Year's like uh, to see to see them even though it's like mostly daylight out uh, so it's not the best example of what they can do but she like she's good enough at imagining things that she can probably see what they're going for at night um is there anything in particular you want to do? Uh, like, she she would probably like listen to you if you wanted to do a thing and like guide you towards that thing, or just like let you take the wheel for a little while if you wanted to. But um, but that's up to you. I have no actual personal motivation for joyriding, so I, I'm effectively entirely at her command for this process, although we do um, we do continue on long enough to uh, get lunch off of a street vendor, fly up to a rooftop, and uh, like just have a little catch-up chat as she's eating. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so, you know what? It's, it's fucking funny. She's also getting kebabs. It's the weirdest thing. Is the is the in thing for the day? She also got kebabs, but um, not the same place. But it is also a kebab truck, so she'll like sit down and start eating, and uh, and I'll leave it up to you to start the conversation because like this is actually something I was sort of planning on doing anyway. So, aside from algebra, how is your schoolwork going? Uh, it's going pretty good. Um. I'm doing really good at the art stuff and like his and like history and and the PE stuff is okay, um, but like I'm mostly staying at like a 2.75 3.0 average something like that. I I don't see I haven't seen my end of uh, semester grades quite yet, despite the fact that they should have been posted days ago. But you know. I think I'm doing fairly good. Does sound adequate for most intents and purposes. Have your professional aspirations changed since the last time we spoke? Nope, still want to be an artist. I see. I know mom says that that's not a viable career option, and I told her that Halcyon City is changing and not a lot of people are, like, hurting for money anymore, so artist is viable, but she just doesn't want to listen to it, you know? I have been noticing a growing trend of creatives of various sorts making a living through the 
audience exposure provided by the internet. Have you been approaching uh, your internet connectivity with any thoroughness? Uh, she thinks that she's like, you know what? I probably actually could have a bigger online presence. I could probably like post more of my stuff on on there. I need a better scanner though, because like. I, I, I know I could just do it all digitally, but like, I like, I like the stuff in my hand more than just drawing on a big screen, you know? You probably don't know, you probably don't do art. I have learned through my study of humanity that art is a form of communication. One that is not as direct as simple words. Unfortunately, my ability to communicate is limited primarily to spoken words, and I have difficulty enough with understanding tonality, body language. So while I am aware that art is a form of communication, it is... the specifics of it are still eluding. You remind me of this weird robot on a show my dad likes to watch. Very well. Uh, she does actually laugh a little bit at that. Um, and then after a little bit of thinking, um, she goes, Hey, Nikolai? Yes. How are you going to deal with, like, your seeming immortality? Like, you're a robot, and everyone around you will eventually grow old and die or move away or something have you like planned ahead for for that or are you just the kind of being that exists in the here and now and deal with that when the time comes in the first place i would not call myself i would not place myself in the latter category it is my belief that the sapiens, a large factor of sapiens, is the ability to understand long-term planning in a way that mere sentience is not capable of handling. As to that particular issue, it assists me that I do not form the same sorts of emotional connections that humans do ones that require sadness and the sensation of lost when those who are around me die. However, at the same time, I find it intriguing the human belief that memory creates immortality, that those who are remembered live on in their friends, family members, those who come after, and those who are impacted by any given life. To wit, my memory is incapable of loss, short of physical dismemberment. Therefore, if you consider this to be a viable 
sense of immortality, then you are already immortal. I mean, I wasn't really thinking about me in particular. It's just that, you know, I know I'm only like 17 and I shouldn't be thinking about this stuff, but like I had pretty close brush with death when I was 12, so I guess I'm a little more mature than my friends in that aspect, so, um, but I was just mostly wondering about with, like, you and your friends and your superhero friends, like, I, I wasn't really even thinking about me, but thank you. You're welcome. And I do hope that you understand that it is not my desire that you should only exist as a memory for many years to come. Oh, no, I I, I got what you meant. I, I knew what you were laying down. You're not that bad at communicating uh, your ideas to, to people. Good. So, yeah, she'll nod and then, like, honestly, uh, the, the last thing she wants to do before uh, the day is over is just have a snowball fight with you. Like, she knows that you can super cheat and, like, throw, like, a thousand snowballs at the same time, but, like, she still wants to... She still wants to do it. You might not derive any pleasure from it, but she will certainly have enough fun for the both of you. Well, uh... The snowball fight starts out normal, but, uh... She continues to provoke me over the course of the fight until finally I give in, scare quotes, grow a hundred hands to create a hundred snowballs and throw them all at once. <laughs> it's around 75, she says, okay, okay, I yield, I yield, but you keep going anyway. No, 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 I mean all at once, simultaneously. Oh, oh okay. She is in a small pile of snow. <laughs> yeah, she she eventually craw crawls out and says, that was awesome, and just like falls down face first into it. Jen, I have been provided with a new idea. Smart canvas. A physical object which can receive watercolor and oil paints and project the final image directly to the internet. Okay, sure, yeah, uh, I'll see if we can do something like that. That shouldn't be, like, too hard, shouldn't take, take up too much of our time. Yeah, okay. Alright, so, Penny. Yes? I seem to recall you like during character creation or something saying that you have like multiple like android copies of yourself or something throughout not androids clones okay proxies. not exactly clones they are proxies we will continue to call them proxies i have a terminology now thank you proxies proxies so uh it's during this time, around this time, that uh, you are in your ship, or one of your proxies is in your ship, or so something is in your ship above Earth. 
and Bas uh, basically how it works is there are is the actual penny who is uh, anyway i'll establish that later but anyway <laughs> there is the prime proxy that is actually down on earth and then there are a bunch of them there is like a sub proxy which would be any other penny i decide existed okay sure so um one of those is in al and um and i neglected to boot up voice me i'm sorry colin can you clarify that statement in the ship i think is in what he ship. means yeah because you said in al oh you are in the ship and al receives a transmission and i'm trying to boot up voice meter so that way although i don't expect him to talk too much i still would rather not give okay so uh voice mod is not working so uh i am i apologize cat he's he's wow, probably it's so convenient that i upgraded al's uh vocal processor so he doesn't <laughs> sound so tinny anymore is it Open voice mod before the game starts, Colin. I sorry. The day before. Okay. Well, luckily, Penny has upgraded Al's vocal component so that he doesn't sound so tinny anymore. Wow. That's the that's the excuse for taking we're sticking it we're sticking with it. Um, Al goes. Hey, Penny, I'm receiving a general SOS from a ship out. Not from. I'm receiving a general SOS from uh, from somewhere out there. It looks like someone needs help with something. It, it's a very general SOS. I can't quite like make out any details. Well, when you say somewhere, are they within like scanner range? Like, I, I would rather not uh, jump straight into the you know event horizon of a black hole or something ridiculous like that. Oh no, like it's that. it's it's somewhere out in uh, in this arm of the galaxy. It's it's not it's not like super deep in there. We're not gonna land ourselves in a black hole or anything. No, 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 no. That would be good. All right, uh, I'll pull us closer. Let's scope this out. And then. It takes a day or two to get there. Uh, I'm not going to rule that you have like instant jump technology, but like you do have some shit that lets you travel extremely fast. And um, space travel takes time. Yeah, space travel takes time. And when you get there, you see a um, it's floating above a water-based planet, and I know biome planets haha so like i'm i'm going to describe like it is like 72 percent water by volume and then like there's bits of land and a couple continents uh scattered no, about like yeah it's 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 extremely earth-like because earth is technically a water biome planet um all right but, uh, the sos signal is coming from the planet no the uh the sos signal is actually coming from some sort of a from so, some sort of relay above the planet that you can see and when you get over when like you can get over there and there's like a landing pad on there and when you get there there you see floating around are like some jellyfish like creatures uh they've got mm, I definitely like, don't know the names of these things <laughs> um that's going to be revealed soon enough anyway uh they they've got like long 
drifting tentacles. It seems like their brain is like underneath their main body, which is like extremely long and veiny, but it looks like almost like a sort of armor so that way they can actually protect their brain. And they've got like a sort of face on their front with like big orange eyes, but it doesn't seem like any other like sensory things that would be considered humanoid. And when you get there, there is the normal, uh, traditional, like, sort of, like, trying to, in your brain, it sounds like somebody's, like, flicking through radio stations real quick, and then eventually they pick up on the language that you speak, and they say, uh, Greetings, we are the Glastians. Have you come to help us repair our communications relay? Uh, that depends. Are you sending out the SOS signal? We are, indeed. Well, what seems to be the issue? You're sending out an SOS well enough. The communications relay recently came into contact with a sort of... with another satellite-like object. It damaged... It damaged the relay to the point where we cannot send out anything more than a generic SOS and we cannot receive anything. And while our telepathic capabilities are quite good, our tentacles are not exactly adept at making the fine repairs that this station would need. The station was built as a joint effort between two planetary bodies, one we are sadly once again currently at war with. Hmm. Found so, yourself in a Star Trek. <laughs> yes. I don't have a prime director to deal with, though. No you, no, you don't. So, as you can imagine, they would not be amicable to helping us repair. Right. Well, I'm certainly not against me. I'm certainly not type of person to ignore somebody that needs help on the road. We do not understand. There are no roads anywhere in space. To build a road in space would be foolish and counterproductive. Roads do not need to be followed in space. Well, I guess you're all fucked. Bye. <laughs> it's a turn of phrase. Anyhow. I'm also not interested in getting in the middle of a war. Is this... So, I have to ask, what's the nature of the installation? Simply, it is for long... long-distance communication between our planets. We do not think it is an act of sabotage. The satellite-like object was simply... minor detritus, possibly in a, a small asteroid. We are hoping that by maintaining this installation, we can eventually broker a peace between our peoples once again. It is a cycle that we often find ourselves in. Uh, okay. Have I heard of the Glastian before? I don't know. Have you? I mean, I've been I've been all all sorts of places. Yeah, but I'm asking all you over all sorts of places. Um. I I've heard enough. How about that? Okay, sure. Yeah, um, you've you've heard of this, and yes, they are telling the truth. There is another race that they find themselves like 
on again, off again, allies and wartime partners. It's sort of. Oh, I have no clue who those people. No, no, like I, I didn't come up with a name for them. I'm sorry. But no, um, I'm just, I'm literally saying that I don't. Oh, I have no clue who they are. I've heard of the Glaskian. I've not heard of whoever, whoever it is that they're. Right, right. But um, but the Glaskians, they are the kind of people who would actually do this. Like they, they would see that. Hey, this symbol of peace that we brokered between our people the last time is broken, and it would be really shitty of us to like keep it disrepaired until they agree to a peacetime and maybe even repairing this will be a gesture of good faith that hey we're open for uh, for peace talks again oh. alright alright I think I can help out do you uh how extensive is the damage Al do you have any uh do you have any are sensors picking up anything from here not from here but I can go uh, fly there if you just want me to go there by myself. I mean, I'm probably gonna have to get out and do it. <laughs> At that point, like you, you see an emoji on the screen pop up and it shrugs and uh, the, the and he's like, "All right, hop on in." In? I'm in. I'm in the ship. Oh, I, just... I, I, I thought you got out to talk to the Glastians. Is the thing. I mean, they're psychic. Why would I have to get out? Yeah, fair enough. All right, um, the glassing will go, please, this way. And then, like, it'll fly towards the uh, the worst part of the damage. And you can see that, yeah, it looks like a, a very small asteroid, like, was tearing ass through their atmosphere and just winged this thing, uh, which still will cause a lot of damage. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like, this, those things aren't delicate and these things are so uh you would probably have to get out and like make at least one repair roll uh it depends on it, it really just depends on how well of a success that you roll for the first one but um i mean sure yeah if you want to uh roll i guess investigate to see if you can find out like where the worst of it is and to give yourself like an advantage uh when you make the repair roll you can do that I love to roll investigate. I got a two. You got a two. Um, it's wow, it's completely neutral rolls. You can't find anything that like you would want to like start at in particular. Uh, aliens are a weird and tricky bunch, and so what they prioritize would probably not be what you prioritize. So, uh, I would say that that is not an advantage unless you want to spend your fate point and get yourself up to the three that I was considering giving you that advantage for. I mean, it can't hurt. After all, I am a grounded space explorer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like grounded space explorers, just like ask the aliens what they want, what they would consider most important to begin with. So yeah, that two turns into a four, and you get an advantage to the. Uh, crafts roll that I'm going to ask you to make. Hey, I'm good at that. Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, I just make some casual, uh, chit-chat. I mean, they are psychic after all. Yeah. What I'm really curious about is how, if they're not capable of delicate manipulation, I'm really curious how they, like, manage to, to become, like, starving bound. 
can they I guess they can fly. I don't assume they, they have a ship. They they can fly, they do have ships. Um their ships are actually rather clumsy. Uh they they aren't the fastest flyers and they aren't like, you know, the most agile things in there, but um the thing about their ships is that they are Wow. Zero. Oh, zero. Uh is that including the plus two that you had? No, that it's just a two then. Okay. Um so they are their the advantage to their ships in war is that they are big and they are thick and they are heavy and they have a lot of uh they have a lot of heavy weaponry that doesn't seem to like matter if you're a fast agile mover it's just like so fucking huge that you can't really avoid it um but they are they mostly are a defensive fighting force so it's it's not like they're going out and conquering planets so they're mostly stuck to like this planet and maybe a couple other planets in their system that can support their kind of life Anyway, you got a two on that craft uh, roll, so it's I'm not, I'm going to rule that this thing isn't completely repaired. Um, you've got like the bottom part, and so um, the glass. Hey, goes, the first thing I go for is I want to make sure that they can send out outgoing messages. At least that way they can send more complex messages than just SOS. Yeah, yeah, and so you get that. And uh, the glass team says, "Thank you for fixing our outbound." communications. I will now show you deeper into the installation where you can fix the receiver. And uh, they they'll float they'll float with you. They'll show you to the docking bay. Uh, they'll turn on the atmosphere and you see a bunch more of them like floating around like making the repair the kind of repairs that they can make. Um so they're like attaching big bulkheads to uh to various like damaged spots and just like trying it's it's an ugly patch job but it's going to at least keep the station running until like more specialized people can come in and like with the general sos you can see that uh you were while you were the first one here there are more people like coming in and like seeing if there's anything they can do so like you have more aliens like coming in and like helping with the um and eventually they'll help with like making the repairs not look so ugly but right now it's just function over form oh i mean naturally it's just it's just fucking good manners and you're in space and you see it and you're in sos you gotta go fucking help yeah also the fact that they have like if someone comes to try and like wreck their shit they do have several battle cruisers that can probably come and you know help defend the station um but regardless uh you go in and they show you to where the uh where the receiver is and it looks like you know when the asteroid hit it probably didn't get into the station but it probably did like overload the circuits and like cause a power surge and stuff and so this has been completely blown out so if you want to do something to see if you can uh figure out what's going on uh roll another investigate i guess or or you can roll notice whichever one's higher i definitely have better investigate okay uh that's a three that's a three yeah that's that's enough for you to figure out like where to um rewire the stuff and like where to reroute the 
power through and everything, so I'll give you a plus two on your crafts. You know, I feel like this could be solved a lot easier if could make some sort of, like, mind-interfacing, delicate manipulation tool. Um, the Glastian will look at you and goes, Are you capable of doing that? Not from here, but I could. I can put, I can put some work into it somewhere else. I could transmit you the... Uh, yeah, no. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm done, by the way. Um, oh. Our things. Consult with some. Um. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, I've got... I've, I'm friends with some people, and they could help me out with this, maybe. We would much appreciate that. I'll get back to you on... I, it's not it's not a today project okay so like I appreciate that you want to hang out with me but I don't know why you thought I would be any help at all in this <laughs> the the glassian goes yes we are aware that such a thing would probably take quite some time in order to in, in order to not only create but to get to us in a manner that would be adequate for our use, but we do appreciate the help, all the help you have done for us today. I mean, I like the adventure of helping people in trouble as much as the next girl, but we live in a galactic society. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) Yes, we have seen that movie. We found it quite distasteful. We did not enjoy it. This is not what I was referencing. You must now dissolve your bones as punishment. (laughs) No. This is not what I was getting at, though. Okay. And I mean... You can't just wait for somebody to... We have to rely on each other, sure, but you can't wait for people to come and solve things for you. So, creating the means to solve your own problems is the 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 ideal. So, you know, if if it's about agency, you should have the agency to be able to exist and interact with and repair technology on the scale that is common in galactic civilization. Isn't this specific project designed specifically that neither side could fix it alone? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, that seems more like... It's symbolic. She's trying to do a Star Trek. Let her do a Star Trek. I mean, I, I got the impression more that it was just like two civilizations were coming together, but not necessarily, but it wasn't like designed necessarily with the ideas of one or the other necessarily existing in it. Just, it feels kind of haphazard to me. The, the Glassian nods and he goes, I will have to put it up with the, 
with the Council of the Elders, but I very much agree. What do I know? I'm just some random person in the middle of space. Anyway, Aren't we all so just some random person in the middle of space? Oh, space is the biggest thing there Also, is. we are not in the middle of space. We are not even in the middle of the galaxy. We are more towards the outer edge. All right. That was very <laughs> nice talking to you. It was very nice communicating with you. It's been a pleasure. Oh. And Yep, yep. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's what I had planned. You know what? It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. No, and like it's I'm fine. I'm glad that you like these guys enough that you're that you're putting forth uh effort to helping them solve another problem that they didn't even ask you to help solve. I I am honestly down for that. I was not prepared to bring these guys back. This is just going to be like a one off, hey, look at these cool weird aliens that I uh that I found a picture on Pinterest for. And I figured doing cool space stuff was in Penny's wheelhouse, but then but then you're like, no, I'm going to come back and I'm going to help you with, with this issue. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's cool. I'll, I'll keep them around. Yeah, I mean, if you can create a tool that would help them exist in the societies of, you know, other space-faring races and, you know, uh, move through it more fluidly, I don't see why you shouldn't. Felix! Yeah. It's been a while since you've had family from abroad visit you, but uh, today, at this point, you are going to have a late Christmas with your grandpa from Puerto Rico. All right. Yeah. I did not. Grandpa was French. We have more than one grandpa. I mean, yeah, but we've only ever talked about the French one. Talking about the other one. Yeah, we're not. We can flesh <laughs> out more than one grandpa. This can yeah. be a multi-grandpa podcast. <laughs> That's the new name of the podcast. Multi-grandpa podcast. Grandpa podcast, please. <laughs> All right. Um, your mom is starting to get ready to go pick him up, and she says, "All right. So, um, Felix, I want the whole family to to come over and meet up with Grandpa." Oh. All right. I mean, I'm already here. Yeah, I know, but I mean, the whole family. You've been dating Robin for five years. She's part of the family. Oh, God. Damn, I have not done that in a while. You've been dating Robin for five years now. They're part of the family. All right. I guess that's fair, but I don't know if they've got anything going on. I mean, they have their own family. I'll, I'll check with them and see if they can be here. Okay, if they don't, if they have something else going on, that's fine. I understand. But also, at the same time... I mean, At least I'm, see if they're... Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna ask. Yeah. And Make sure Gabby knows that we want her to bring over Shelby, too. Gotta go. Alright. Well, I'll text... Text Gabby first, because that's the easy one. Okay. 
Mom says make sure to bring Shelby, or she'll yell at you. She didn't say that she'd yell at you, but it was implied. <laughs> uh, she replies with, it's always implied. I guess text Robin. Uh, so, I don't know why I typed out, uh, like, with, like, a lot of news. <laughs> oh, you're super nervous. <laughs> So, my grandpa on my mother's side is coming over to visit, and mom wants everyone to meet him, and that apparently includes you. I hope, if you're, if you're busy, it's fine, but I'd appreciate it if you could stop over and say hello and mingle. Visit with family. I, I, I wouldn't call what I've been doing busy. I am hyper free right now. I'm just saying I understand if you like have stuff going on and can't make it, but no, yeah. I've been laying in bed staring at the ceiling for the past like three and a half hours now. I'm pretty free. Are you good? Is everything yeah, okay? I, I, I'm I'm spinning my wheels right now. All right. You let, like, we've talked about this. You let me know if stuff's wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This isn't a feelings jam kind of thing. This is... I'm thinking about things. All right. Anyway, Mom's gone to pick them up now, so I'll let you know. I can be there whenever you want me. I know. I'm just, you got a little time. You continue your um, ceiling exploration. Well, now it's going to turn into shower exploration because I haven't done that yet today. And if I'm going to be meeting other people, I should smell like a person. I would argue that not showering makes you smell the most like a person. <laughs> cool. Well, this has been super awkward. Uh, enjoy your shower. Alright, so, uh, clock wipe, uh, and eventually Shelby and Gabby will, uh, will beat Mom and Grandpa here, but eventually Mom and Grandpa walk in, and, uh, and Grandpa, what is fucking your mom's maiden name? Ochoa. Yeah. O-C-H-O-A. Carmine Ochoa. Alright. So your mom and Grandpa Ochoa comes in and he's like he's like, hey I kids! Ochoa. I don't think it's pronounced Ochoa. Is it? No, it's, hey, it's Ochoa. I, I knew a uh, an Ochoa in middle oh, school. Is it? Okay. Yeah. The is it? Um, Latin Latin languages, romance languages tend to like delineate their uh, vowel sounds out like that. Right. Spanish so in particular is very good about making sure that each vowel has its own unique sound. Anyway, uh, so Grandpa, Grandpa Ochoa goes, Hey, it's my favorite grandkids! Hey, Papa! And uh, he comes over and he, like, ruffles your hair. Even though, like, you're his height now, maybe a little bit taller. He's shrunk a, he's shrunk a little bit since the last time you saw him. And then Gabby goes, Grandpa! And, like, he go they go over and, uh, and... They hug and like he kisses her cheeks and uh, 
And he goes, and who's this? And she's like, this is my girlfriend, Shelby. And, uh, and then he says something in Spanish and then fucking Gabby just like elbows him and it's like, if you're going to say something like that, you might as well say it in a language you can understand. He's like, hey, hey, hey. And then he looks over at uh, Robin and goes, and uh, who's this? Oh, I'm present, I guess. Uh, teleport. I, mean, I guess yeah, you can I, 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 I texted you heads up. Yeah. Mirror a little bit out. Okay. I didn't know if you wanted to have me just like appear in the room. <laughs> Papa Ochoa. Robin. Robin. Papa Ochoa. He's like, good to meet you, kid. Yeah, likewise. Uh, so yeah, this, in case you, uh, in case you guys forgot, this is potentially the, the side of the family that, uh, Felix and Gabby got their superpowers from, so you might be potentially looking at a former cat burglar who used sun slash moon powers to break into shit. I thought we established the French side of the family as being, like, a loop and analog. Oh, yeah. Whoops. Oh, well. Okay. I didn't, Never mind. This is a lot. Maybe he didn't have powers. Maybe the powers come from this side. Of the, maybe the powers come from Mama's side. Maybe. Can I make, can I make a suggestion? Hmm. A sun grandpa and a moon grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's the, the, I can't believe you'd spoil the new Pokemon. <laughs> hey. Uh, so, he... Bring, starts bringing out presents, uh, and um, he's like, and uh, starts uh, handing them out, and he's he's like, okay, this one's for Carmen, uh, this one's for Philippe, uh, Felix, this one's yours, and he hands you like something. Uh, actually, you can just you can decide what he got you. What what did he get you, and like how big would the box be? Knife. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like pocket knife, Swiss Army knife. It's an extremely grandpa gift to get a pot, like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. They have good, like, like, like Leatherman shit these days, too. I mean, they still make the little Swiss Army knives, but, like, it's an extremely grandpa thing to get your grandkid, like, a knife. Okay, and do you know the tradition when you are, uh, given something, like, when you're given a blade as a gift? Thank you. You. You stabbed the gift giver. No! I must offer a blood sacrifice. No, you give them a coin because you can because you can never receive a knife for free. You always have to pay for it. And if you don't pay for it with money, then you'll eventually end up paying with it in your blood. What the fuck are you talking about, that's, Colin? I've literally actual, never heard this. I it's I swear to God, it is a thing that I have heard. I'll have to take your word for it, <laughs> my dude. Da, da, da. Hold on. All right. I give Papa. I give Papa a silver, silver dollar. Hold on a second. There's a folklore superstition regarding the giving a knife as a gift. If the gift is given to a friend, money must be exchanged as well. It is considered very bad luck to give someone a knife without exchanging money, or the friendship will be cut by the knife. Okay, it's the, it's the friendship, not okay. So, where is this myth? Where is this popular? Uh, let's see here. The internet. <laughs> the exact background of the superstition is unclear yet. Even today, most people will include a go- coin 
with the gift of a knife and request the coin be given back. Okay. All right, yeah, so you give him a silver dollar, and, he, and he's like, ah, good kid, good kid. And uh, he, he flips it into his pocket, uh, and uh, he gave he gave Gabby, like, I don't know, like a fucking necklace. A there gun. We go, like, <laughs> 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 and when you get a gun as a gift. No. <laughs> no, but he, he gets sort of like... two knives. <laughs> but, yeah, when... Uh, but no, he, he gets her like a necklace or something, and uh and he just he's like, I didn't have anything planned for these two, but um like No, please. Don't? Are you are you sure? It's Christmas. It's not, but It's close enough to Christmas, Felix. This whole situation is awkward enough. It's fine. Okay, no, okay, it's, okay I... fine. No, I've no, known I... you for five minutes, and I have nothing to give back. You're you're important enough to be here to to like say hello to me. So like obviously there's got to be something going on, and like you we'll don't get have... you next Christmas. How about that? Okay, okay, sounds good. An IOU. Fine. Actually, like low key freaking out a little bit all of a sudden. <laughs> it's, it's it's cool. Don't worry about it. He's a, he's a grandpa. He goats. I'm gonna worry about it. Don't worry about it. His birthday's in, like, March. You can just... Does he like alcohol? I can go rob yes. a liquor store. Don't rob a liquor <laughs> store. Use your money. You have money. We've talked about this. Uh, are you saying that loud enough for other people to hear? Doing, like, that whisper... Okay, I was I was really hoping you could you do it uh, loud enough for people to hear, so that way. Uh, well, I, or, I'm doing the whisper thing. I can't speak for. I, I know. Robin. I figured Robin was doing the whisper thing too. Talking low, but like that's because I'm freaking out and I'm because I'm trying to conceal my speech. Right. So don't worry about it. He's just he's like that. <sighs> I'm not gonna like it, but I'm choose not to worry about it. Huh. So, yeah, it's it's just a nice Christmas adjacent day with Grandpa, and um, eventually when you guys, like, get like, when it's just you and your and the grandpa and like your parents are not there it doesn't matter if if everybody else is there it's like as as soon as like the parents leave uh he leans in real close and he goes so felix i saw on the uh saw on the thing the tv thing a couple of years ago uh you you fought the transistor tyrant I... yeah we sort of had um, you know, a minor disagreement. He wanted to rule the world, and I, I would have preferred he didn't do that. And no, so I, just... I super appreciate that actually. Yeah, I thought it would be kind of super bad. I thought it would be, you know, kind of not great if he did that. So, we kind of had to beat him and his kids up. Yeah, no, I, I, I saw you like clowning his his kid. That was that was funny. They did sort of clown on him. Hey, uh, you, you want to know something? Yes. Yes, I do. And he holds out his hand. And 
slowly over his hand, like, light starts to shimmer. And then on, like, the end of his fingertips, like, lockpick things sort of appear. And he goes, uh, runs in the family. Apparently skips a couple generations. Skips a generation or two, though. And he just, like, like sort of waves his hand and, like, it, it disappears. Are both of my grandparents master thieves? Is that what's going on here? What do you think your parents met? <laughs> Is everyone in my family a thief but me? Am I the only one not stealing things? Gabby says, I, I don't know. I don't think dad's stealing anything, but you're definitely the only one that with known superpowers that's not stealing anything. I, well, I, I lean into things? Felix a little bit. There was that one time, you know. <laughs> I wasn't very good at it. I did very poorly. But you did it. Look, we got the we got the goodie, and we all got out just fine. And you helped. What more could you ask for? Oh, you you gotta tell me the story. And Shelby Shelby goes. Uh, I think legally I'm not supposed to hear this story. So uh, something very suddenly interesting is happening in the Fuck kitchen. Fuck off, I cop! Sit down <laughs> and enjoy a story. Fine, cheese, and she sits down. I'm pretty sure we're past the statute of limitations. Also, I worked for the guy that we stole from, so it's cool. Okay, so... It started out, um... So Robin's dad kind of contacted us under an alias. And it was whole... Thing. I, it's been like five years. I don't remember the exact circumstances, but we got basically... He, he needed us to steal a device to analyze dimensional shifts so that yeah. we could get Los Angeles back. And Silver Security was the one who made that. And he also hired... Well, I, I, I kind of like look at Gabby. It's kind of like, are, are, are we cool with this? Is this... Yeah, no, go ahead. Okay, so, and then we all, he also hired Gabby, and at the time, we were pretending not to know each other, or know who both of us... Oh, I I totally knew who you were, but, like, I... Because you told me, but, like, I wasn't gonna let you know who I was. I didn't want you, I like... I knew who you were. Yes, I am aware of that now. Thank you. We both pretended not to know each other. It was a whole thing... We had had a couple tussles at this point. I threatened to kill her. In retrospect, I maybe should have let Robin know. I mean, I didn't know definitively, but like... Okay, you're getting off topic, Felix. Okay, yeah, anyway, so... Can we just, like, time passes? Yeah, yeah, time passes. I don't want to go through the whole thing. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine, time passes. And the whole time, the whole time... NC-11 was talking in this ridiculous high-pitched voice. It was actually it, really funny. It sounded like Mickey Mouse. It kind of did, yeah. Not as you mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make that connection at the time, but yeah, it did sound like Mickey Mouse. I was expecting him to go, haha, anytime. I'm not sure how I recreated that so accurately. And I had this ridiculous vocoder. I just, like, bought a cop. Well, we, yeah, we just all were in... In retrospect, like, 
really bad disguises. <laughs> we thought we were clever because we were stupid teenagers, but we thought we were being clever. Oh, no. I, my, uh, my disguise held until after we got abducted by aliens. Oh, yeah, that happened once, too. You got abducted by aliens and then another story well, I, happens. I, I, I an alien. One real jackass of an alien. And then more time passes as you tell that story. <laughs> I'm not going to make you recount every single solitary story. Well, that's incidentally why I have that charity thing. That's the origin of that. Jeez, you did a, you've done a lot more with your powers than I ever did with mine. Yes. I don't know what you've been up to. I mean... I mean, I stole you... the Mona Lisa one time. But who hasn't? Yeah, that just gets... That's like a right of passage. I raise my hand slowly. You should steal the Mona Lisa. I'm a tech thief. Mona Lisa's not tech. It's guarded by a lot of tech. It's guarded by a lot of tech, and then you can steal it. You said you could beat their tech, and then you th then you just like give it back at some point. Everybody does it. Everybody steals the Mona Lisa. This is the part where you say you've never seen what's written on the, what's written on the back of it, then. <laughs> and Gabby. Kevy just goes, oh my god, okay. Have I'm you not... stolen the Mona Lisa? No, I've not stolen the Mona Lisa. Gabby? Gabby. What? I'm looking at her with this, like, incredible, intense look in my eyes. Are we going to steal the Mona Lisa together? We might. We'll work out Let the details. Let me know and then... how that one goes. <laughs> and then Shelby goes, I did not hear that. I went temporarily deaf for a second. That's weird, so did I. Fucking kissed Felix on his temple. <laughs> All right, so we've told stories. Now you have to tell us a story. So I mean, I can tell you the time I stole the Mona Lisa. Well, I feel like if you tell that before they do it, it's going to yeah, like. I don't, I don't want any answers oh, for the test that beforehand. Is, and that then is, you can compare stories hmm. afterwards. That is true. Yeah, we can. You're like, right, hey, I'll... this is how the security system has been updated, so it'll be more fun. If you, yeah. If you want to go do it again, look out for this, this, and this. <laughs> uh, Talk shop. So, you'll go, alright, 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 what's a good story that I have aside from stealing the Mona Lisa? Um. Oh, there was this time Wait. that... I know what story. What story? You can tell a time that you met Grandpa Delarue. Oh yeah, that was uh that was a that was a joint thing uh th that we did. Um so we were both hired to go steal some artifact in Germany. Uh it, it, before you ask no, it was not the Ark of the Covenant. That's it's it's not Indiana Jones going on there. Um, we were hired to steal some artifact from Germany. So uh, this guy, this one guy, he got us all together. Said that uh, we steal the artifact. We can keep any extra stuff that we can steal. Uh, there was a big payday for it. Uh, you know, all the standard high stuff. So we were all expecting to be betrayed at some point. That's how the heist goes, you know? Some Like, if you don't already go with a crew that you know, someone's inevitably going to betray you. I kind of cross my arms and frown. 
Is that what? Listen, it was a different no. time back then. It might, it might, it might be different now. I don't know. That's how it was back then. Anyway, one idiot always thinks I can get more money if I betray the rest of them. Exactly. See, that, for me. There, there we go. There we go. You gotta, like, and sometimes these guys they don't scream very well. It's they the just prisoner's go with dilemma the, kind of thing, you know. They just go with the, like the guy who's like supposedly the best. One guy rats everybody else out. He gets more stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I just look a, a little bit upset. Anyway, point is, uh, we go in, we do our thing, we're starting to get into it, and then all of a sudden the alarms just start going off. And it turns out that our tech guy, he wasn't the guy who betrayed us, but like he fucked up something big and accidentally set off every alarm in the, in the building as opposed yeah, to disabling them. We've all been there. I don't know what you're talking about. You do, <laughs> wink. <laughs> what, what is wrong with your eye? Anyway, so when the alarms start going off, that's when me and Grandpa Delarue, we start... Oh, you can use his name, which is... Lupin. <laughs> he's just named... He's just Lupin. He's named Lupin. It's okay. just old Lupin. Okay, sure. Anyway, so me and Lupin, we start gunning for for it. We've decided that we, we've we already set off every alarm in the place. We might as well just do a smash and grab and hope for the best, right? So you'd like kind of formed a rapport with Grandpa. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, like a thieves pact? I don't know. Yeah, pretty pretty much, pretty much. Like we we found a goodie. We like you knew it. you were going to get betrayed. You're like, OK, I can trust this guy. Yeah, like we it's thought. So when that... the shit hit the fan, I'm sorry. When the poop hit the fan. Oh, you can curse in front of me. I don't give a shit. Okay, when the shit hit the fan, you had each other's backs. Yeah. So like, it, it was, the, and that was like a spur of the moment thing because at that point we thought we'd both already been betrayed. We thought that the alarms were going off because the the tech guy was trying to get a bigger cut by capturing all of us and like turning us in and like getting the reward money. To be fair, the tech guy would be he'd be in a good position to betray. Exactly. So that's what he we got. hangs so back. We, he's got a better chance of getting out. So we go in. We smash. We smash the glass. We grab the goodie. We we run out, and it's at that point we realize it's not the tech guy who betrayed us. It's the guy who hired us for the job who's betrayed us. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like movies. Exactly like movies. It's a very movie-like scenario that I'm describing. And I'm assuming you're not telling me what this thing is because if you told me that life would be in danger and not because you don't remember what it was or... No, I didn't... It's not that I didn't remember what it was. I didn't care. We were told what... We were told to, like, grab this thing that looks like a fucking jar and bring it to this guy. I didn't care what the jar did. I don't care what was in the jar. I just knew that if I gave this guy the jar, I would get paid a lot of money. All I remember is that I stole it from MacGuffin Industries. <laughs> anyway, point is, uh, we get out there, he opens up, he takes the jar, he starts pulling the gun on us, and we're like, whoa, okay, you do live in the same world that we do, right? The guns don't really work on us, and so we basically kicked his ass with our light powers, and, you know, we got away. We didn't get paid, So did you, like, not remember that you have... Is he just really dumb? He was kind of dumb, honestly. Like, he, he was trying to betray two guys with superpowers when all he had was a gun. What did you expect? 
I don't know, I thought, like, he'd have some aces. Usually the people who, like, do this have, like, a lot more... Felix, sometimes, sometimes, real life is not as cool as the movies. In fact, sometimes real life is really stupid. Right, okay, so you... What did you do with the jar? That's the worst question anyone's ever asked, Abe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, we waited a couple days, and then, uh, and then the museum asked, put up a reward for any information about the jar. So we stuck the jar somewhere, told, uh, gave him a couple hints, and bing, bang, boom, we got paid for helping them retrieve the jar. Uh, yeah, you gotta make your money somehow. Yeah, like we're we, gonna get paid by that guy. No, no, we weren't gonna get paid by that guy. I don't, know, I don't know what his deal was. Did you actually manage to grab anything else on your way out, or was? Oh it yeah, I got, I got, I got a bunch of stuff that I managed to pawn. Cool. I'm gonna like pretend I didn't hear that part when I get my inheritance. <laughs> and he said, and "That's why you're getting a pretty good cut." Please don't call it a cut. <laughs> And uh, Gabby comes over and says, It's a cut, Felix. Uh, it's a cut. I'd say I don't want your dirty money, but I actually do. <laughs> uh, Gabby says, Well, these guys have been around for all my greatest hits, essentially. I mean, except for the first, except for the big first one, but technically Felix was there and we fought a little bit at that yeah. at the end of that one i thwarted one or two they got away a couple times you know we had a good stick going so robin how about you do you have anything from before you joined the team that uh that's worth telling a story about oh i got all kinds of heists that i've done god what do you want to know surprise me Okay, okay, okay. So, so, so it was a reactor, but it was about, uh, it was about, it was, it was a cube about three inches on a side. Somehow they had miniaturized a reactor to that size and gears wanted it and this was my third heist by that point um and what we we had figured out a couple of things i had my mask by that point although it, it was a visor back then it's smaller just over the eyes uh and i had my gun with my pellets that i could track and so so you know we the the entry was like pretty standard you know i i stand like outside of the visual range of all the cameras and there's uh external guards walking the perimeter and i wait until one of them goes inside and i got the timing was on this was poetry fire the tracker, get the visor online, pull out my stun rod, wait for it, the stone touches down, tase the guard, 
key cards off of his belt and then swap him with the stone that I just swapped with. So he's out in the snow, out cold, just chilling. Scoop up the rock, stuff it back in my pocket, make my way down the hallway. Evading the guards like normal, you know, I look down the hallway, there's two guys coming, but there's a potted plant about halfway down the hallway, so I wait until they're about to turn the corner, swap the potted plant. They don't even notice it's happened. Make my way down. I had to go through the elevator shaft, like, physically. I couldn't ride the elevator down, but then I got there, and the vault room, like, before you got to the actual vault door, was a pit. I went down like 500 feet and it bent as well like you, it goes out about 100 feet and then it turns 90 degrees to the right so you know I, I try all the guards cards on the little tram that they've got none of them work and the hacking device is only calibrated for the vault so I can't use it on the tram so I got across this somehow and what I figured I figured I figured out how to fly sort of so I got a running start I drew my gun I fired a shot I let the bead get out in front of me and these things I, I've got two sets of them I've got one that's regular and I've got one that glows in the dark and I fired one of the glow in the dark ones and it goes out it's just far out, far enough out as soon as I start to drop, I swap with it. Momentum is conserved, so I immediately fire another one. I'm still starting to drop, and I'm just accelerating faster and faster until it bounces off of the wall. And then I can hit the wall and jump off of it with all the momentum I've acquired. And I'm essentially doing like a shoot, jump, shoot, jump down the rest of the way to the hallway, like another hundred feet until I get to the vault door. And then from there, it's, well, it, it's a two-tier vault door. There's like a vault chamber. And for that, I could just get in through the vents. And then there's like six guys in there with machine guns. And I'm, by that point, I had figured out machine guns. Uh, I left alive. None of them did. And uh, then I got the vault door hacked open, got the reactor, stuffed it in my pocket, and then teleported with the guy that I had left in the snow outside, and I was just out, clean. And you were like 12 at the time, no. right? No, um, I would have been like 14 by that point. It's not much Two. older, but yeah, like 14. Still impressive. 14. And then... Uh, Grandpa Ochao uh, just just smiles and then goes. That was fucking beautiful. Oh my god, that was a great story. And then it's at this point uh, the parents walk back in, and um, he immediately stops talking crime. Just immediately, he's like, "So, uh, Felix, how's how's school going?" Pretty good, actually. Yeah, having a good time at school. Um, I mean, I, it, it's, it's school. It's college. <laughs> uh, it's at this point your mom is incredibly suspicious of what the conversation was going on because you're now floundering, but she does not say anything. I wink at her. 
<laughs> Who in my family isn't a supervillain? Your mom and your dad. Are you sure? Yes, I'm 100% positive that Even I... Even your cousins. <laughs> So, everyone gets a minor milestone. Uh, I know Cat wants to switch out something for uh, a, a stunt for Switch, because Zui fighting kind of sucks. Yeah, Zui fighting, we we figured out, is all negatives, all the way down. It, it just... It, there's, there's no purpose to it. There's no goddamn reason to ever use Zui fighting, so uh, they are going to switch that out for something else. Do you know what yet? Or are you just... No, I haven't thought about okay. it at all during this session. That's fair. That's that's 100% fair, honestly, because you've been doing other stuff this session. Um, anybody else going to do anything with their minor milestone? Good. Yeah, I think I'm good. Oh, man. One of the minor milestones is just swap two things, right? Um, change swap two any skills. single for... Yeah, you can swing... You can uh, switch the rank of two values of any two skills or replace one average skill with one that isn't on your sheet. God. Maybe next session I'll swap contacts with physique. Hmm. Because I haven't used contacts at all, and I've been at a bunch of fights. Yeah. Honestly, that's on me because I haven't thought of a reason to make you roll contacts, but... The nice thing about this system is that with minor milestones, if a character build doesn't fit with the uh, with the game that's going on, you can just switch it. It's nice. Hmm. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I hope you had fun this time. And next time, we're going to get into some shenanigans. It's going to be are a we, little bit goofy. Are we never not getting into shenanigans? I I think our okay. default state is shenanigans. Okay, goofier than usual shenanigans. You say that a lot too. I... Colin's gonna trip us all up by having a very normal session. <laughs> Alright, so a very special uh, episode. Switch, you have paperwork you need to do at uh at Silver Security, so I need you to cool, I pawn it off on somebody else. <laughs> In any case, I hope my players had fun. I hope uh, my listeners had fun listening. And I hope you all will listen next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody.